City 97.3 Accra There can be no other than this seven burn three No need to change Keep it tuned to City Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, my neighbor. Good morning to life. Good morning. Music. Talk. Inspiration. In perspective. Express yourself. Good morning, my neighbor. City FM, your station. It's a refreshing lifestyle. City FM. 7.3 We sing hallelujah We sing hallelujah Oh Oh yeah
623. Welcome to Tuesday, the 10th of January 2023. Good morning, bonjour, buenos dias. This is the City Breakfast Show. Live on your dial 97.3 FM. Broadcasting from Adabraka to every corner of the world via citynewsroom.com. My name is Nathan Kwao, sitting in for Bernard Avle. It's always an honor bringing you the biggest breakfast in town. Grab a seat, let's have breakfast. Join us on the number 0549-986-996. On Twitter at City973, hashtag CityCBS. Music from Joyful Way Incorporated. We call this one Hallelujah Forever. It's part of the new songs they've put out. We start off with our business sense. Brought to us by ADB. Now, there's good news for workers who receive their salaries through ADB. Get those pressing needs sorted with the ADB Payday Plus. You can get up to 10,000 CDs or 80% of your next net monthly salary. And there's no interest on repayments within 30 days and your money hits your account the same day. You can call Meredith on 0243-273-369 or now on 0244-284-197. ADB truly a Greek and more. Businesses today comes from the wise words from uh, Robert Louis Stevenson who says, don't judge each day by the harvest you reap but by the seeds you plant don't judge each day by the harvest you reap but by the seeds you plant so it's not not necessarily what you gained at the end of the day of course gaining at the end of the day is great but what did you invest in what did you spend time doing what did you dedicate time doing that is where the greatest reward comes from. What new skill are you learning? How are you applying yourself this year? Because if you want to achieve great things, you have to put in the work. It's akin to planting a seed. The number of seeds you plant will determine your harvest. So you will have to learn to plant some seeds. The work you put in today will bring the reward tomorrow all the greatness we see around us the top athletes the successful businessmen anybody who has done well in their profession will tell you that the hours away from the cameras the hours away from everybody the countless hours behind the computer perfecting that skill or behind that instrument perfecting that skill or working on a particular thing those seeds are the seeds that will bring greatness so don't judge each day by the harvest you reap, but by the seeds you plant. Wise words from Robert Louis Stevenson. Great author. And writer of some of the best books we've read. Treasure Island, for example. 
That's our business sense for the morning brought to us by ADB. ADB truly a Greek and more. The newspaper review comes up next. This is the City Breakfast Show. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. You're still listening to the City Breakfast Show. Coming up next is the newspaper review brought to us by Total Energies. Three-time winners of the Petroleum Company of the Year 
award given out by the CIMG. They've been inducted into the CIMG's Hall of Fame for Petroleum. And they say they'll keep giving you great products and services that meet the needs and expectations of their cherished customers. That's their promise to you. And they hope that you'll be part of the family and still patronize their products and services. Tuesday, January 10. The portals are working. Some of the newspapers are working. A good number of them I see. So let's get into what they are saying. Let me welcome Richard the last guy. Good morning, bro. Good morning, my brother. How's it going? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm all right. How are yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, man. You got it. Yeah, yeah, you got it. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, you got it. You got it. You're meeting, man. Me, meeting, 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 bang, bang. You know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, this time, man. Charlie, what are you happy for the system inside? I'm here, there. I don't look you. No, we just talk for the system inside, Charlie. So, the guy say. A power, a power How do you say it? Like, you go angry with like that. How do you say that in Inga? What? No, 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 so small. I want the big one. Which one? <laughs> you know, the thing you go do for the president, uh-huh. go annoy with like that. A bow will mean like. A lea can see a bow go walla. No, a power fight. I can see Charlie, we should forgive him. That it won't happen again. That there's a lot he wants to do together with we, the people of the republic. Yeah, so we beg we make you forgive him. Yeah. So Charlie, that be the whole matter. That be the whole matter for the system, yes. But we have still not heard from the brothers in, in charge of security for the the big place. <laughs> and that one, dear Charlie, what what Charlie? Hey, who are you? Anyway, I'll come back to that matter. Abutre. Daily guy says this morning, MPP decides January thirty one for elections. What are they electing? <laughs> Is it presidential election? Yeah, that's right. Also, behave yourselves in public. Ajina, sorry to end this. So, so in private, yeah, what should they do? <laughs> so, it's the public show we see. No, no, they say in private, no, what should they do? In public and in private, that's what you should say. Businessman commends NDC executives. And then, First Sky Group aims high. Um, some other stories on the front page. If you go to the new crusading guide, there's a story there that says Ghana to host Africa Prosperity Dialogues. Also, Ghana gas workers unhappy with Jensa deal. Alan is a genius, uh, a genius, according to the statesman. Uh, Guta is talking there. Uh, if you go to the Ghanaian Times, the big story says on the occasion of 30th anniversary of the Fourth Republic, let's work to protect our democracy. President is tasking the nation. Also, uh, Kathleen Adi is here on the front page of the Ghanaian Times saying Ghanaians have a responsibility to uphold the 1992 constitution. And there's a sad story, tragic story that says two burned to death 
in potting in road crash. Um, also, we are told, fix the country demonstrates in Tamale for new constitution. And if you go to the uh, graphic business, uh, Godfrey will bring us that quickly. The headlines on the front page. Mm. Well, the graphic Godfrey, business yeah. goes to a debt exchange program. Four banks highly exposed. Uh, had been whispered <laughs> in certain quarters, uh, but it looks like it's come home. Uh, equity market closed 2022 on a positive economic mm. upsides of CR7's foray to the dunes. Mm. Yeah. CR7, Ronaldo. It's an economic upside yeah. of his foray yeah. to the dunes. <laughs> and then global recession to hit Ghana badly. Yeah. Mm. If, 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 if. Great. What's uh, happening on the portal? Well, if you go online, citynewsroom.com mm. says, um, allowing McMill to shoot music video at presidency, totally unacceptable. Mm-hmm. Alexander Fia is staying there. Mm-hmm. Other stories, McMill apologizes over Jubilee House video. McMill Ajibabia. McMill Ajibabia. More McMill for you. Sami Jemfi says, McMill's Jubilee House video, a disgrace to Ghana. Charlie. What disgrace? Yeah. Uh, other stories. I have for Rexec imposes curfew on Boma over chieftaincy clashes mm. and Euphoria test takeover of trade ministry dangerous. That's according to Akando. Okay. Akando, he's speaking there. Okay. If you go to um, citysportsonline.com, mm-hmm. they say Joseph Pencil registers to assist in Genk League win. Uh, FA Cup. Inketia double sets up Arsenal uh, Man City clash that's in round four. Okay. Abdulaziz Yakubus Elali move falls through over medical concerns. Mm-hmm. Hey. And, and guys, Bill retires from football at age 33. Lawrence so, is also going from. Uh, yeah, he's quit international football. football so yeah. we see what happens now. France's yeah. uh, goalkeeping spot is now. People want to like Mania, so he has come. <laughs> you see the difference. No, I'm not, I'm not saying so. I'm only saying that. I'm, I'm, I'm quite surprised Loris is quitting. I'm very surprised. 36. Anyway, all right, if you go to other... goalkeeper to be leaving the scene. Yeah, yes. I mean, he's won I'll, the I'll World Cup. He's uh, down to World Cup finals. Anyway. I join online. Yes, yes. I'll take you to my join online. There. McMill is dominant there. <laughs> I think well, I just have to start with McMill today. I mean, he gave me It's everywhere. But the one story they also have, there's a Martin Pebu uh-huh. leads over 200 individual investors to engage government over debt exchange okay. program. There's an interesting McMill uh, headline here. I was excited my daughter in insisted you come and say hello yeah so what can we make the papers but he's on everywhere okay, so, online so, start so, so which of the mcmill stories do you want to hear sitting in has quite a few okay let's so start from his apology uh, okay, okay let's let's start from the apology okay, let's start from if, the if apology Okay, so uh, the story says American rapper McMill has rendered an unqualified apology to Ghanaians following his video shoot at the Jubilee House. Okay. The rapper received a massive backlash hmm. after he released the video meant to be a precursor to his new song on Instagram. In a tweet, McMill said, quote, my apologies to the people. Mm-hmm. We're still going to push to make the connection between <laughs> black people in America and Africa. We're still going to push. Yeah, I'm just reading the tweet as yeah, I yeah, say, yeah, what I'm trying to do is mm-hmm. more than a video <laughs> you should see more coming soon my apologies to the office of the president also end quote <laughs> he the story goes on to say he said the video was not in any form or shape meant to disrespect Ghanaians mm-hmm. and there's a 
the tweet has been embedded in the story. So mm-hmm. for those who want to read it, you can go and read. All right. We have a couple of reactions, and it says that this one is from the president. You go to my join online, and you also have a couple of <laughs> others on City News. So let me just take this one. Mm-hmm. It says the president Kufuado has expressed his excitement over the American rapper Meek Mill's visit to the Ghibli house. Okay. And this was in welcoming Meek Mill uh-huh. uh, to the Ghibli. It says, I'm very excited that my daughter, mm-hmm. Jan Kroma, insisted that you come and say hello to me. Insisted? Yeah, 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 yeah. I see. So, uh, it says that he heard about the performance that night. It happened at a time I love a place in West Africa and a lot of difficulties. Mm-hmm. And here we have, what, 100,000 or something more coming out to party to listen to you and enjoy themselves. Mm-hmm. It is extraordinary. Okay. And it says, that supposedly, the rapper used this visit to the Ghibli House as an opportunity to film a teaser for his music video, which is what has led to the trouble. Yep. So, what's Alex Bufia saying? Well, Alex Bufia, he's a former deputy chief of staff. He... Mm-hmm. He's disappointed in the Kufado government for allowing McMill to shoot a music video at the presidency. <laughs> McMill and his crew were seen in a viral video rapping um, explicit lyrics and dancing at the Jubilee House. <laughs> <laughs> his visit to the presidency came after he performed at the Afro Nation concert on December 29, 2022. While at the Jubilee House to visit the president, the rapper and his crew took several videos at the presidency for his new song. Mm-hmm. Some Ghanaians took to social media to express their disgust over the developments because those who attempt to film at security installations are prevented from doing so and molested in some cases. And Alex Ebefia was speaking on eyewitness use and mm-hmm. he says, quote, in the current climate we are in now, where Ghanaians are looking up to the government to create a better economy for them, some things are unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Not long before this, we had foreigners in this country and we saw people boo at the president. His advisors should have taken a cue from this and also had in mind that we were being watched. This was so unnecessary and is unacceptable in any shape or form. End quote. So why is it that despite this uproar, over 24 hours after this, <laughs> government communication... Uh, you want them to say something? Ah, but say something. How can you not say something? <laughs> they haven't seen anything to say something. They see something, say something. It doesn't that, apply that, to this one, no. That one. No, 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 no. Hey. But I've seen. I saw. I saw a tweet from a member of Parliament. <laughs> no, no, no. What is government? So you see, on this note, I'm endorsing. Uh, see something, say something. <laughs> no, 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 no. That one is one. And that's some judges' uh, position that you just wake up one morning and say. Hey! Hey! <laughs> they go back to sleep. <laughs> I mean, to, over 24 hours, somebody should say something. What do you want them to say? What do you want them to say? Oh, tell it that yeah, we, 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 we have seen. Oh, or maybe we have removed a few people because of this. Oh, no, no, or no. some people have been sanctioned. Something, something. Expectations are too high. No, you see the point. If they come and say it, you ask questions, so they won't say it yes, at all. Yeah. Yeah. So we should continue. We should answer the questions. Okay, you tell us. Go join from Kuba. You know you are my good friend. Right? Look out! Enjoy this cookie. Enjoy this cookie. Let me take you to the daily graphic. Consolidating democratic gains. Reject violent politicians. The NCC is talking. Timothy Nyangbe. The chairperson of the National uh, Commission for Civic Education, NCCE, Kathleen Adi, has called on Ghanaians to reject politicians who resort to the use of violence and uh, disruptive tendencies to gain uh, political power as the country heads to the 2024 general elections. Now, Ms. Adi said perpetrators of political violence should no longer be allowed any space to operate because part, apart from uh, posting or posing serious security threats to their country, the activities deny the citizenry the right 
leaders who could help consolidate the country's democracy. And there's a direct quote here attributed to her speaking uh, in commemoration of our 30th anniversary as um, a constitutional republic under the Fourth Republic. And the quote says, fellow citizens, it is our duty to punish politicians who employ insults, intimidation, and violence in their quest for power and position. Let us deny them what they seek so that they will learn their lessons. Let me talk about the debt exchange program a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, because our, our money is there. Two stories, one on the front page of the graphic business and then one on um, my joy online. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one on the front page of the graphic business says that debt exchange program for banks highly exposed um says that four Ghanaian banks are feared to be highly exposed as government pursues an aggressive debt exchange program to balance off its books and secure a three billion dollar bailout from the international monetary fund mm-hmm. the banks three indigenous ones and a multinational have been overstretched due to their overexposure to government debt securities as a major source of mm-hmm. safe investments mm-hmm. banking sector analysts have revealed that although all the 22 banks in the country are exposed due to the ongoing debt exchange program the four banks however are in a distress state. Mm. According to Synergy Ghana, an investment advisory firm, the four banks had an average of 54% share of their assets specifically invested in bonds, mm. thereby exposing them <coughs> badly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, that's the problem they have with this. And if they have uh, problems, means a lot of people have problems. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know the now, last time there was a story that they were laying off workers. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, Martin Pebu, mm-hmm. uh, lawyer, mm-hmm. is leading over 200 individual investors to engage the government mm-hmm. over the program. Uh, says that the private legal practitioner Martin Pebu is leading about 200 individual investors to engage the government for the inclusion mm-hmm. of individual bondholders, uh, bondholders in the debt exchange program. Okay. Mr. Pebu noted that these investors do not want any haircut on their matured investments. Okay. And it looks okay. like uh, they might test what the law says okay. uh, All right. on the matter. Let's stay with the area of um, the debt exchange program. Mm-hmm. Something related here that's uh, on page 30 of the um, graphic and it says that Ghana to pay more for IMF bailout and the story says Ghana would have to pay more for an international monetary fund program after the Britain Woods institutions recently hiked its interest rate on special drawing rights uh, SDR from 0.8% to 2.99% now the increase means that Ghana and all member countries of the IMF uh, who seek to contract a loan from the fund will now have to pay more. Now, the new rate took effect on January 6, 2023. Okay. Meanwhile, Brit, um, uh, the, 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 let me let me take you to page 18. Uh, there's a story here by Yao Kufo Senya, which uh, quotes Bridget Jobanuku as saying the lack of discipline, honesty affecting development. And the story says the 2022, uh, 2020 presidential candidate of the Progressive People's Party, Bridget Jobanuku, has said that one of the beings of the country is the lack of values such as discipline, honesty, and responsibility. According to her, people in the country rather gave credence to wealth without carefully regarding how mm. they made it. Now, that, she said, was one of the factors that hindered the development okay. of the country. Well, talking about all of this, the person who's very central in all of this is the finance minister. Yes. Okay. Now, yes. the finance minister is uh, the subject of some uh, displeasure on okay. the side of Kwabna um, Minta Akando. Okay, MP for Jabosu. Now, Honorable uh, Minta Akando is saying that Ken Ofriata should have been kicked out of the finance ministry. Okay. Okay, because he didn't do a good job, but he's been given another job as a trade and industry 
ministry. Now, let's not forget, following Alan Martin's resignation, Ken mm -hmm. Foyata was, has been given caretaker role of that place. <laughs> and Kabnamita uh, Akando, MP, says, quote, there are a lot of reasons why this finance minister can be described as selfish and greedy. Oh. Go and find out the faces behind the enterprise insurance company and go and look out for the number of contracts they have gotten from the finance ministry. And then he goes on on and on. So essentially he's saying that the finance minister is not fit for purpose oh. and that he has a lot around him mm. and should not have been given the chance to handle the trades ministry now that there is no substantive minister. Okay. Let me give you a couple of political stories quickly from the Daily Guide on okay. page 3. The MPP decides January 31 for elections. Mm -hmm. uh, the MPP says it will decide the exact day and date organized as primaries to Alexis Flagbearer for the uh, 2024 elections on January 31, 2023. So that's not too far away. Mm -hmm. when they will make the decision. decision okay. yes. And then the founder of the Paris Chapel International on the same mm -hmm. page, Archbishop Charles Ajinasari, has asked the newly elected national executive members of the NDC to put up their best behavior in public as they are a government <laughs> in waiting. I see. Talking about political parties, mm -hmm. former energy minister and MPP flag bearer hopeful, Boache Jaku, mm -hmm. has urged the party hierarchy to be cautious in selecting dates for its primaries. Now, this story is on citynewsroom.com. The MPP stalwart believes getting the dates wrong may cost the party in the 2024 general elections. This follows a statement by the party hierarchy Debunking reports that November 23 mm -hmm. this year had been selected as the date for its presidential primaries. Mm -hmm. In an article, Boache Jaku noted that the party ought to eschew any practice that would disadvantage any candidate. Mm -hmm. And he was speaking with City News' Hansen Ajiman, and he said, quote, If we, mm -hmm. in our wisdom and good judgment, could fix a date for the national elections mm -hmm. so that this confusion about the EC setting a date to the advantage or disadvantage of the other... Why don't we specify the dates for our various elections? Let's be cautious in selecting dates for primaries. Let's not think about the interest of a select few, mm -hmm. but the greater interest, end quote. Okay, let me take you to page 13 of the Ghanaian Times. There's a story there. Pray for success of Ghana. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. You know. <laughs> so, Dr. Baumia says that we should pray for the peace, uh, for the success of Ghana. And the story says the Vice President, Dr. Mahmoud Baumia, has called on uh, imams and uh, Muslim leaders in Tamale, uh, the northern regional capital, uh, to continue praying for the success of Ghana. Now, he said it was only prayers that could give every leader the chance to lead the people he served. Now, the vice president made the statement here in Tamale when he handed over a renovated central mosque to the chief imam and the leaders of the mosque. If you go to page three of this, uh, the same newspaper, there's a story that says four arrested for allegedly possessing 104 bags of weed. Now, Anita... <laughs> <laughs> Nyaku Irenti reporting for the Ghanaian Times says that four persons have been arrested by the police for allegedly possessing 104 bags of substances suspected to be narcotics at Nolonya near Sege in the Greater Accra region last Thursday. Now, until Prince Felix Wusu, Jerry Kote, and uh, Deity uh, Meshak were arrested. Meshak, imagine, look at the biblical name too. 
were, <laughs> were arrested while discharging sacks of the compressed substance suspected to be Indian hemp into a boat at the seashore at Sege. Now, according to the police statement issued on his website during the arrest, Meshak, who is the assembly member for the area, <laughs> is the assembly. You know, when you go to the villages, they call them assembly. They don't say assembly member, they say assembly. Mm-hmm. So he's the assembly of the place. Mm-hmm. Attempted to bribe the police with 20,000 Ghana CDs. Tell so brothers command money like that. 20,000 Ghana CDs to bribe him. He said, <laughs> he said the, the loaded truck with the substance have been impounded and at the uh, Tema Regional uh, Police Headquarters together with the attempted bribe money. So they collected the money too from him. Now the statement said that Simon Circuit Court has remanded the accused in police custody and expected um, to reappear <laughs> on January 23 of this mm. year. Every I time, think good good job to the police. You know, there. every so time these stories pop up, up, the script always says substances suspected. suspected to be. They never come back to say, oh yes, we yeah. tested <laughs> and it's confirmed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they have to say court. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so no, they have to no, test no, it and send a report yeah. to the courts and the courts will decide. Let me give you a couple yeah, of quick yeah. stories. So, <laughs> Data Bank is reopening offices. Today. Yeah! yeah. yeah. We are going for our money. Yeah, this guy. <laughs> The new crusading guide on page ten. Sorry, on page four. Yes, I after I am going. Yeah, said that uh, data bank is opening uh, its independent branches on uh, ten January. Uh, yeah, so those of you who have business with them, no, you can go there. And then uh, also, Ghana gas workers are unhappy with the Gensa deal. Now that Gensa deal has been running around for some time yeah. now. Uh, and Crusading Guide is reporting that the workers of the Ghana National Gas Company have continued to express their displeasure mm-hmm. about the way the gas industry is being managed by the energy minister. Okay. Gas currently contributes about 75% of Ghana's current energy supply mix and is known mm-hmm. to be cheaper and less environmentally offensive okay. as compared to liquid fuel and coal. Okay. In the statement issued by the workers, they have read to the president that through his own vision, they have, uh, he has seen to the indigenization of Ghana gas, which has saved the country over $2.8 million a day. Mm-hmm. And then they then go on to talk about why they are not happy mm-hmm. about this new Gensa deal and why it's going to cost Ghana money. Now, speaking of which, on the political side, yeah. we are expecting another resignation that today or tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, agriculture. Agriculture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you go to the center spread, there's a very important story or in the daily graphic that I want to bring to your attention quickly. Auxiliary nurses granted amnesty. You know, we mm. have a shortage of nurses around the country. Now, McLean Kofi reporting for the graphic says, auxiliary nurses who study for higher certificates without prior approval of the government have been given amnesty. Now, as a result, nurses who genuinely acquire general registered nurses certificates and their equivalents will be upgraded from auxiliary to professional next status. Now, the move is part of measures by the Ministry of Health and the Ghana Health Service to ensure that the pro- uh, proportion of auxiliary and professional nurses is balanced to improve uh, to improve health delivery in mm. the country. Now, it goes on to give you some other details. And if you're interested in this particular space, please grab a copy of the Daily Graphic, page 17. Okay. The details. Let me say Let's good morning to the Honorable Frank Anodompre. His Twitter handle is a very interesting yes. one. Oh, that is where all the action is this morning. What's happening? His Twitter handle is normally very interesting. I'm just saying good morning. Yeah, saying good morning. Yeah. Good morning to him. Yeah. So he's a majority chief web. I, I have to ask you who handles his Twitter account. Okay. Does he tweet himself? Okay. Sometimes the person. So, so wait. The person goes. 
Hey, we'll review that on tech and social media. Yeah, yeah, we'll review that. Yeah. All right, guys, thank you so much. From now, from here, we are going for our money. My money. Yeah. 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 I forgot about the meek and the milk. Yeah. I know that. <laughs> it is money you're going to chase. Before, before the people change their mind, you don't, you don't want to see something and say something. <laughs> Let's collect money. <laughs> All right, thank you, Richard. Thank you, Godfrey. That was the newspaper review. Coming up next is the City Business News. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. Coming up next is the City Business News. Brought to us by MTN. Now MTN is saying that you can use Momo for all your transactions and get amazing gifts. Now this season of surprises is bringing amazing activities and giveaways such as shopping vouchers, data, airtime, speed shopping on MTN Pulse and many other things to spice up your life. You can also get 200 MB data and 30 minutes airtime when you receive 500 cities or more from family and friends abroad. It's the season that keeps giving only on MTN, T's and C's applied. And the city business is also brought to us by Goyle, Access Bank and Enterprise Life. Natalinette is here. She has all the latest from the world of business. Hello and welcome to the breakfast edition of City Business News, proudly brought to you by MTN, Girl Enterprise Life, Your Advantage, Access Bank, More Than Banking, and powered by your most comprehensive business news website, citybusinessnews.com. Coming up, tax analyst calls for more measures to open informal sector into the tax system to improve revenue generation, and stakeholders push for robust policy directives to reduce importation of rice into the country. To our stories now, and tax analyst Geoffrey Okanze is projecting that governments could generate about 9 billion Ghana cities with implementation of the withdrawal of the discount values at the ports. He explains that the amount was lost at the ports annually due to the application for markdown of benchmark values and other custom rulings. Geoffrey Okanze has been speaking to City Business News. So I'm saying that we can we can rely on these provisions that the minister announced plus more. Just talk about the, the removal of the benchmarks and the 30% discount on import values of general goods and then the removal of the 10% discount on home delivery value of used vehicles. Um, you know, the first, take, the, the first point to make is that we lost about $9 billion when we actually applied that uh, discount and granted it to importers. So if, if you automatically would speak to figures, then it means when you withdraw it, you are going to be expecting to recoup about $9 billion plus more when you put such uh, policies in place. And automatically, it would also mean that you, you would want to see whether the policy is in line with um, our, our constitution and then also international trade uh, agreement, which is perfectly in line, that the World Trade Organization's uh, own 
uh, rules allows for the country to apply. He also urged government to intensify tax collection from the informal sector with particular reference to business activities that are carried out during the night. I think we should focus on the night and dawn economy. The revenue mobilization in Africa, we've always said that, look, there are people who do their business in the evenings and are dawn. For example, these women who cut goods from the hinterlands, they bring West goods worth about 50,000, 100,000, and 60,000 TDs worth of plantain, cassava from from big from, from their cutting of big trucks, loads uh, of, of foodstuffs. And they do their business at dawn. You go to the market, you go to Malata, all these people come at dawn, and then they offload it to the small, small mini trucks. And they are done with business by 4 a.m. or 5 a.m., by which time the tax authorities have not started their work. And this economy is a thriving economy. When you pass through Seco, you pass, pass through the various night markets we have, people sell phones along the Tito Lane in Seco at night. And these people are doing good business. All these uh, market spaces to come with taxation, and they have been left off the hook. That was tax analyst Geoffrey Okanse. A former president of the Association of Ghana Industries, James Asariye is calling for robust policy directives towards local rice production. His call comes a few days after Finance Minister Ken Furiata expressed government's commitment to reverse Ghana's excessive importation of rice. Ghana has imported rice worth over $1 billion since 2017, a development government hopes to end by 2023 through strategic partnerships in Ghana's agri-sector. Speaking on the issue, James Asariye called for more investments and ready markets for players within the rice value chain to boost their Greek industry. The current situation of the country demands bold decisions from government and policymakers. And for that matter, we think that what we're looking for or what we need as a country is boosting local production, supporting indigenous Ghanaian businesses, particularly in manufacturing. One key area which we've made strides in the past three to five years had been local rice production. Rice production in the country, I mean, has moved from a mere 50,000 metric tons to over 400,000 metric tons in a year, in just three, in three years, which means that when local producers are supported, definitely we can bridge the import gap. At the moment, we have 400,000 or probably 450,000 metric tons. We, we need the demand is 1.2 million metric tons plus. Now, how can we build, uh, I mean, bridge this gap of over 700,000 metric tons? And what we need to do is what we've seen local producers do in the past three years. Government must come out boldly, support commercial agriculture, support industrialists who want to go into agriculture. That was a former president of the Association of Ghana Industries, James Asari Eje. The Insurance Brokers Association of Ghana, IBAG, is calling for a periodic review of insurance premiums in the country. According to the association, this is crucial to ensuring insurance companies can raise enough revenue to pay adequate claims to their clients. This comes on the back of calls for a halt in the increment of premiums by the National Insurance Commission, which took effect on January 1, 2023. Speaking to City Business News, President of IBAG, Shaibu Ali, believes frequent adjustment of the premiums is critical to ensuring they reflect the current economic situation in the country. The ideal situation should be that it should be very regular. As inflation goes up, as the exchange forex goes up, we should look at this maybe on a year-to-year basis 
so that it will remain, it will remain um, re relevant. But if you do this and it takes you the next six years to come back, you cannot get a jump that would be acceptable to the insur insuring public. They would cry over it. And so that's what is creating the problem. We should be realistic to be able to increase this when the times are changing. But anytime there's an attempt to increase it, and then we have to like backslide because of the reaction from the public, it comes back to hurt us more. That was the president of the Insurance Brokers Association of Ghana, Shaibu Ali. Fund management company Data Bank will reopen some of its branches today after shutting down on December 22, 2022. The shutdown was as a result of fiscal and verbal attacks on its staff by some of its clients. The staff of the fund management company resorted to working remotely and engaging clients on digital platforms since the closure, but the company in an email and text message to its clients on Saturday, January 7th, said it will reopen its branches and faces. Speaking to City Business News Group Chief Marketing Officer Data Bank, Gillian Hammer, noted that other branches will be reopened on January 16th. We are doing it in two phases. First, we will open the main branches, and there are nine of those. Um, they will be reopened on January 10th, so that's Tuesday morning. So that would be our head office in Accra, Cape Coast, Hull, Kofridra, Kumasi, Sunyani, Takradi, Tamale, and Hema. So we'll do that as phase one. Then the following Monday, which is January 16th, we will then reopen all the partner locations that we have within GT Bank and UBA. So that would cover, there are six of them in Accra, then there's Ashaiman, Kaswa, Takwa, Wa, and then um, KNUST. So we're doing it in two parts. Before you close the branches on 22nd, I think um, mm -hmm. the message, the email that you sent us was that there was verbal abuse on your um, on your staff. How do you intend to invest this going forward? There is, honestly, until we get um, the required liquidity that, and as an industry, until we get it, we will not be able to pacify clients who are angry. So we will really just have to continue to manage it. That was the Group Chief Marketing Officer of Data Bank, Gillian Hammer. Now on the interbank foreign exchange markets where banks trade amongst themselves, the dollar remained unchanged and is selling at 9 cities. The British pound remained unchanged and is selling at 10 cities, 82 pesos. And the euro remained unchanged and is selling at 9 cities, 5 pesos. However, at some forex bureaus, the dollar is going for 11 cities, 85 pesos. The pound is going for 14 cities and the euro for 12 cities, 5 pesos. Let's now join Gideon Amoeniche of Data Bank for the latest updates on the stock market. Last week, new gold emerged as a sole gainer on the bears, trading higher by 6 cities, 20 pesos to 224 cities. However, the stock market indices closed unchanged, maintaining their year open levels as there were no price changes in their constituent stocks. This week, we expect the prices of Gold Ghana and Ecobank Ghana to decline as demand for these shares outstripped their supply on the market. That was Gideon Amweniche of Data Bank. And that does it for the breakfast edition of City Business News, proudly brought to you by MTN, Girl Enterprise Life Your Advantage and Access Bank More Than Banking, and powered by your most comprehensive business news website, citybusinessnews.com. 
My name is Netili Neti Ajao. Have a good business day. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. I go die for your matter. I say nobody but da 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 da. Fighting, mommy, what da 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 da. Carry your love like a kaya. Listening to the City Breakfast Show. Coming up next is kickoff. The latest from the world of sports. Brought to us by Lecheho. Lecheho is asking if you've updated your records with them. If you haven't done so, find any Lecheho branch near you and update your records with your Ghana card. The Ghana card is now the only accepted ID for all financial transactions because that's the directive from the Bank of Ghana. You can send a WhatsApp message on 0547-065-958 or call 0302-208-333. The chair who lets improve lives. Benjamin and Katia is here. It's time for kickoff.
In the headlines, Ghana's Black Galaxies play Mozambique today in a warm-up game ahead of the commencement of the Chan tournament. Gareth Bale announces retirement from football and in the NBA, there were wins for the Nuggets, the Kings and the Boston Celtics. Let's start off with some club news and Kumasi Asante Kotoko's defender Sharif Mohamed says the current squad of the club is better than Prosper Nate Ogum's team from last season. Now the defending champions will play Tamale Cities tomorrow at the Aliu Mahama Stadium after Sunday's draw with Great Olympics. Sharif, who joined the Porcupines last August, uh, believes that Kotoko has more quality to dominate their opponents. This current team, like, as, you, as you can see, is better than last year. You know, the quality we have this year is better than last year we had because uh, this year, last year, our games were based on three players, uh, Bella, George, and Isaac Oko. So this year, there, there are more quality than last year. And we can get a result because uh, Tamil City, they are not that organized. So we can get a result there. In the three away games, inshallah, we're going to win all. So Sharif Mohamed speaking there. Let's get to some more Ghana Premier League related stuff. And Viviani Gold Stars and league leaders Adriana Stars played out a goalless draw at the Dunn's Park in uh, in the last game day of um, the Ghana Premier League. Now this means Adriana extends its point gap over Hearts of Folk, uh, Kotoko and Accra Lions to two points while Gold Stars remain in fifth position. Head coach of Adriana Stars Parkway, C. Fabian, expressed satisfaction with the point end. I'm okay with it, and I'm okay with the point. Uh, we are taking a match at a time. Uh, we've just played 11 matches, and I, uh, I think how many matches more to go? So many matches more to go. So we can't talk about clinching the league title now. But then uh, we are going back home. Thursday we are playing Kotoku Royals. We hope to take the three points and then stretch the lead on the league. Now, Michael Osei is also head coach of BBNE Gold Stars. He described the draw with Indiana Stars as a fair result. I would say it was a difficult game. Uh, very tactical, I mean, uh, pure tactical game. The, both teams were very tactical discipline. I think it was it was balanced game. Uh, but I think in the second half, we were better. We were attacking the opponent uh, more than, more than uh, they, they were attacking. Uh, but uh, the chances was not uh, like 100% that it will, it will go to the, to the net. But uh, I think it's a, it's a, it's a fair... It's a fair as a fair resource, uh, we will take the one point and then make sure the next game we do better. So BBNE Gold Stars head coach Michael Osei speaking there to some national team news. And the Black Galaxies will face Mozambique today in their final international friendly ahead of the 2023 Chan, which kicks off this Friday. Coach Ano Walker's team head into the game on the back of a goalless draw with host nation Algeria. Now chairman of the Black Galaxies management committee, Dr. Tony Obing, has been defending the choice of opposition for the team's preparations. Mozambique is also another set of a southern African type of football that we are going to experience. So I think the choice by the management to play these two teams internationally, I think it's very good. It was well taken. It underscores our determination to get the results. We don't want to have any excuse. 
Now, Dr. Tony Obing added that the team will uh, also do away with complacency as Ghana returns to the continental competition for the first time since 2014. The two-time runners-up have been paired in Group C with defending champions Morocco, Sudan and Madagascar. The Black Galaxies respect all the countries that are in this competition. Once you come into this competition, it means you've, you've crossed some fundamental hurdles. And we know Morocco is uh, at least judging from the World Cup is really the giant now in, in Africa. But people know us also. Moroccans are also talking about us. They are also saying, ah, we're going to play Ghana. We wish we we're not going to play Ghana. Um, and and we're not going to take any country for, for, for a right. No, we're not taking anything for, uh, for, for granted at all. Um, we, we, we have been there before. We know what Comoros did to us. So we are going as if we are playing with Brazil or we are playing any other big team. So yes, Morocco is big, Madagascar is big, Sudan is big, but so also are we big. I think we are better prepared to overcome all these uh, countries. So Dr. Tony Obe is Management Committee Chairperson for Ghana's Black Galaxies. Let's now catch up with FA Cup action. Arsenal have set up a meeting with Manchester City after beating Oxford United by three goals to nil in their FA Cup third round tie. Now today there are some matches to be played. Man United will be up against Charlton Athletic. There's also Newcastle United taking on Leicester City in an all-premier league affair. So the FA Cup definitely heating up. Let's get to some other news. And former Wales, Tottenham and Real Madrid forward Gareth Bale has retired from professional football at the age of 33. Bale, who spent last season at Los Angeles Football Club in the MLS, was part of Wales' squad for the 2022 World Cup in Qatar. He, he was his country's talisman as they reached the 2016 and 2020 European Championships before he led Wales to their first World Cup since 1958 at Qatar 2022, ending his international career with 41 goals in 111 appearances. Bill was twice named Footballer of the Year while at Tottenham in 2010-2011 and 2012-2013. Now, during his time in Spain, Bill helped Real Madrid win three league titles and five Champions League titles, along with three club World Cups, uh, three UEFA, uh, three UEFA for Super Cups and also a Spanish Cup. So, a very decorated Gareth Bale walking away from the game of football. Let's do some tennis and former US Open champion Emma Raducanu says she is hopeful of being fit in time for the Australian Open. The British number one was forced to retire from her second round match against uh, Victoria Kuzmova at the ASB Classic in Auckland last week after rolling her left ankle. The Australian Open begins on Monday 16 January in Melbourne with Raducanu holding out hope that she will have the opportunity to improve on reaching the second round in her main draw debut last year. It was really unfortunate to be honest last week because I was feeling great about my season. I was feeling really good with the preparation I did physically. Um, and I just had an accident on the court, which don't know what I could have done to really prevent that. Um, but I'm just taking it a day at a time, honestly, and just trying to every single day try as, as best as possible to see and make progress. And um, We'll see, hopefully by Monday or whenever I, the tournament starts, I'll be okay and ready. But we're just taking it a day at a time and, and not trying to expect too much at this point.
Former U.S. Open champion Emma Raducanu speaking there. Let's finish off with some basketball from the NBA. The Boston Celtics, they had too much for the Chicago Bulls when they were at the TD Garden. 107-99 how that game ended. The New York Knicks also lost at the Madison Square Garden to the Milwaukee Bucks. 111 107 The Pelicans won on the road against the Washington Wizards. The Lakers lost to the Denver Nuggets, 122-109. The Grizzlies also won at home against the San Antonio Spurs. So that's how it broke down in the NBA's action form last night. That's all for this morning's edition of Kickoff. My name is Benjamin Inketia. Kickoff was brought to us by Lecejo. There's more sports at citysportsonline.com. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. Uh, turn your lights down low and pull your window curtain. Oh, let your moon come shining. Than ever heard. This is the same breakfast show. Every chord is 
the city's biggest conversation. I am cause I know the harmonies possess a sensation similar to your caress. If you asking and I'm telling you it's yes. Stand in love, take my hand in love, y'all bless. Right, yes, right, yes. Right, right. I want to give you some good, good love. Seems like you know something you understand why Coco D met this girl after me a wait so long. Seems like you know something was a true man, but this will be me loving strong, strong, strong. She have to come along. I don't wanna wait in vain for your love, baby girl. I don't wanna wait in vain for your love, Chano. You're my girl. From the very first time I bless my eyes on you, girl. My heart says forward But I know now that I'm way down on the line She looks so fine But the way things feeling fine She a one of a kind So don't treat me like a puppet on a string Don't pull me Cause I know I can do my thing Come with me. Why not take her down to Paris? Take her down to Rome. Take her to the beach and from there to my home. Candlelight dinner for only two alone. No disturbance, no calling on the phone. No more out there. High man will roam. She give me sweet loving that I never leave home. As if summer is here and I'm still waiting here. Keep on waiting. Winter is here. I'm still waiting. You are beautiful, you are wonderful You make me jump out of me turn in a hole Real up and down like a bad bull Little after that me have to draw for me dull Baby girl, I love you so much Let me sit and talk about such and such Keep away stalking, let key and dodge Correct on no girl like I'm the tender like coach 734. You're listening to the City Breakfast Show. Your messages are welcome on 0549-986-996. Remember that 9 a.m. we'll be giving you day two of week two of our effective living series. This week we are talking emotional and mental health priorities for 2023. Your messages are welcome on 0549-986-996. A few birthday messages coming in. Happy birthday to Chanam Clens Akbalu. Greater Accra Regional President of AGI coming from us here at City FM. Take my heart, baby, carry go. If you leave me, baby, 
Let on the sun is sissy kitty kitty. Oh, camera footy clean. I know you're risky risky. Nisi mojira smile siri siri. Hope anyone's a minute no chilly chilly. Hey, me baby ni brownie yeah. Golden tree chocolate yeah. Me chat all day. Each and every day me a bidi. My own. That time I the chase and then no money day. Grind for my tenke, my own. Like the air and the feeling for everywhere I go, my own. See the money, baby, come chop on for me, oh. And let me see on Ghana what's up in me, what's up in me. Seven thirty-six. Still listening to the City Breakfast Show. So, like I said, nine a.m. We'll have the Effective Living series. Talking emotional and mental health, day two of week two, brought to us by Enterprise Enterprise Motor Insurance, giving you the Enterprise Motor Insurance promo. And they say it's different simply by renew your motor insurance with Enterprise and winning stand gifts such as fuel coupons, branded gift items. And you also qualify for the monthly raffle draws with amazing rewards. Now, when you buy a motor insurance from Enterprise, you stand the chance of winning an iPhone 14, a washing machine, a high-pressure car washer, vacuum cleaner, auto-tire inflator, and in the final month, a premium crotch rocket motorbike. So call insurance broker or agent or visit any Enterprise branch for your motor insurance. Get free fuel coupons and be the possible winner of these amazing rewards in our monthly raffle draws between january and june promo is regulated by the nla on the characters lottery platform t's and c's apply enterprise your advantage now in this day and age where rent charges are astronomical and the cost of land for building is skyrocketing and landlords are giving tenants a hard time Owning a decent, affordable home is not a luxury, it's a necessity. And Yugo Flip is here to make the home ownership journey realistic, fun, and more affordable than you can imagine. Yugo Flip is a real estate gaming company that rewards houses as prizes or gives houses as prizes in three steps. Log on to yougoflip.com, register with your phone number or email address, and buy as many tickets as possible. You could win a house at Pram Pram. Even if you don't win the biggest prize, you get rewarded with loyalty points equivalent to $3 a ticket. Now you can accumulate all these points and use it as a down payment towards your next home with Yugo Flip or with other affiliated property developers. And don't forget that our messages, birthday messages, are brought to you by Creamy Plus Evaporated Milk. And Creamy Plus takes you back to the original creamy taste of evaporated milk. Now, I'm sure those of you who are parents have stocked up on some Creamy Plus to make breakfast for your kids going back to school today. Yes, yes, yes. You need to get some nice cartons of Creamy Plus and stock up at home. Creamy Plus contains all the essential vitamins in a milk with vegetable fat and it's gentler on your stomach. Now, Creamy Plus is available in all Goyle shops, and other supermarkets in your neighborhood. For bulk purchase, contact Les Fam Distributors. They're at Medina Ritz Junction. Call them on 0501-682-522. Or Grace has found us at Akuko Photo in Dansuman. Call them on 0245-162-747. Mm. 
And imagine the things you can do with an extra 50 CDs. What would you do if you had an extra 50 CDs? Today they're like, something go busy with Charlie. What would you do? Some extra topping on that one. Yeah, but that's a nice one. No, but you know how incredible it is for us to say, Oh, 50 CDs will just top up watching. <laughs> it's it's, it is actually. Yeah. It is. It is. 50, 50, 50, 50 Ghana CDs. Central. 50, yes. Oh, yeah, it's true. 50 CDs, we yes. are topping up our fuel. Yeah. But today we're saying stopping some watching. 50 CDs was everyone here is eating watching. Yeah. Like, not just like. Yeah, because all, all of us here would, would all get you know? watching. But these days, 50 CDs now. Yeah, all of us are ready to go. Well, ZPay says you can now chop at your favorite restaurant on us. They're giving 50 CDs cash bonus to all first-time MoneyGram to wallet receivers. Mm. Ask any of the more than 4,000 agents nationwide. Dial star 270 hash to register now. Chop, make a chop. Mm-hmm. Be empowered. <laughs> chop, make a chop. Make a chop, chop, make a chop. Chop 50 CDs yeah. worth of food, man. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. All right, a few birthday messages coming in. Happy birthday. Birthday to my dearest friend and sister Fanny Nana Ampong. Mm-hmm. May this year open more doors and may favorable, oppo- favorable opportunities come running through those doors. That's from Shelly Ferguson. Okay. And happy birthday to Akosia Kwafoji. She's with Water Aid. Happy birthday oh, to you, Akosia. Happy birthday. Let me say happy birthday to Jasmine Amwaku Eche. Today is your birthday and your mother Eric Amwaku Eche celebrates you. And which we here at 97.3 City FM celebrate you as well. listening to the city breakfast show you can send in your comments on 0549-986-996 and uh, let me use the opportunity presented by the great tune in the background um to wish happy marriage to a good friend of mine uh, we went to secondary school together wisdom hado uh, mm. of georgia currently teaching in the Ketu south um a municipal uh you know community um, uh, as a great teacher, um, went in school together and recently got married. And uh, unfortunately, I wasn't able to make it. Mm. But uh, Charlie, congratulations to you. Happy marriage to you, Charlie. You guys will do great things together mm. and uh, will read places. And then also, let me say good morning to Queen Warsaw, uh, who also got married just a couple of days ago. And uh, mm. we celebrate you and uh, every best wish. Mm. Mm. But never ever did I think that, <laughs> that an American rapper <laughs> would dominate Ghanaian conversations like this. And, you know, typically American rappers would, would dominate a niche conversation so like rap heads who meet and talk about you know or maybe a conversation on twitter who's the greatest rapper of water and that kind of thing but uh, <laughs> was the gentleman's government thing robert something something robert yeah. mills or mill or something whatever no, he's, he's, aka mcmill everybody now everybody knows mcmill mcmilly well yeah following the episodes that um 
Or the Remick. episode from uh, Robert Meek. Okay. Robert Remick. Uh-huh. Robert Remick. Meek Williams. Robert Remick Williams. Yeah. Okay, Remick Meal. Remick. The Remick is R I H M E E K. I see. So there's Remick or Rimeek. <laughs> Robert Remick Williams. Well, never ever did we think that an American rapper would, would dominate our conversation. But he's here. Now, following the video that has uh, made the rounds, gone viral, trending on social and all of that. Um, he has issued an apology. Uh, I saw um, a series mm-hmm. of tweets yesterday. And, um, of course, those tweets have been captured brilliantly uh, by citynewsroom.com. There's a story here that says, McMill apologizes over Jubilee House. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and for me, it's the featured image that kills me. There are three featured image images in the, this collage one where he's pointing to the coat of arms uh-huh. and then another one where he and his boys mm-hmm. are standing behind the lectern <laughs> in their <laughs> white tees and bling and all of that i'm sure those, those are shots taken from the video now yeah. american rapper the story says uh-huh. mcmill has rendered an unqu- uh, unqualified apology to Ghanaians following his video shoots at the jubilee house the rapper received uh, massive backlash after he released the video meant to be a precursor to his new song on Instagram. I'm sure some people have heard the snippet that's made and I have heard the snippet. Now in a tweet, McMill said, quote, my apologies to the people of Ghana by extension. We're still gonna push to make the connection between black people in America and Africa. What I'm trying to do is more than a video. You should see more coming soon. My apologies to the office of the president also he also said the video was not in any form or shape meant to disrespect Ghanaian. so for those who are just waking up and don't know what's happening mick miller and his crew were seen in a viral video rapping uh, to some explicit lyrics and dancing at the jubilee house after they were invited by the president nana dodankwe kufuado his uh, visit to the presidency came after he performed at the afro nation concert on december 29 now the rapper and his crew later stood in front of the lectern mostly used by the president during national addresses to take some shots mick mill and his team also took drone shots at the four courts of the jubilee house some Ghanaians were however incensed over the development and took to social media to take a dig at mcmill and the Ekufuado government so that's the story he says he sorry look he didn't know and i also saw another tweet where he said look i mean i'm coming here for the first time in my mm-hmm. 30s i don't know the culture here mm-hmm. you know so i'm sorry if it came <laughs> which it came is why i don't want to say the wrong person is apologizing but he did what he was allowed to do I see. Don't there's no way he could have entered jubilee house on his own mm-hmm. decided where he wanted to go and play his music shoot his video with all his entourage unless he was allowed to do so so whereas i mean it's nice the decent thing to do right he noticed that there was some backlash he obviously realized oh wait a minute um this didn't go down too well took the video down he's issued an apology but he did what he was allowed to do Mm. yeah So, so interestingly i don't think we've heard anything from anyone we are yet to, we are here we are, we are yet to hear from the government <laughs> do you, oh, will you, we are you, you think? expecting to hear no, I, do, I don't know is, and i'm only saying that i'm just saying that nick has apologized my feeling my, my thinking on this is we've heard from the government via mcmill's apology one the, you hearing from the government is mcmill taking the video down one ah, okay. you hearing from the government is 
is are we sure uh, yeah, yeah you you're hearing from the government is mcneil taking the video because if he hadn't been told i don't think he was taking on the video you don't think Otherwise, the backlash on social media was enough for him to sit up and say mm, maybe this wasn't the best do you know and, what mcneil does on social media yeah but you see he's come to ghana for the first time he got some great pr he enjoyed his trip everything was in the positive sense for him he, he's even his phone got stolen he got it back you know like the whole thing was there was a lot of euphoria he left ghana on a high mm-hmm. you know he's talking about coming back yeah. working with other artists then next thing he sees people are tagging him on social media angry you've come to disrespect our country we don't appreciate but, this but i there would also be significant anger from the presidency on the matter although it would not be public i would be very surprised if there wasn't no like some if, level yeah. of anger because one if you are to put out such a video you would perhaps have to run it by even people standard Godfrey, hold on i'm coming he filmed the thing no, no, i guess you know like, what i'm saying there were people for, there for the two of you let me just let me i'm just quote something from his page shot. before you proceed yes uh, this is just by way of information he tweets um some um, 13 hours ago and says i don't think they knew it was video footage when we asked to shoot it's it's a small camera. The English is bad, but, you know, manage it like that. I don't think <laughs> they knew it was video footage when we asked to shoot. It's a small camera and one kid. In America, we didn't know this existed and was uh, excited to show because they don't show Ghana on our media much. So I'll take responsibility for my mistake, not international. Okay. No, it's actually not intentional. intentional. Uh-huh. Wait, so is he trying to say that? For the clips that we've seen, right? Now, remember, from what we've seen, his whole entourage mm-hmm. is there. He's standing at the presidential lectern. Mm-hmm. He's throwing his hands about, yeah, rapping yeah, to lyrics, yeah. which are obviously being played back on some device so mm-hmm. that he can rap along to it, right? Mm-hmm. To mime. Yeah. He filmed in not one room, not two rooms, not even three areas, outside the Jubilee House. Drone shots. You're trying to tell me that nobody in authority at Jubilee saw what they were doing they were no, left up like nobody saw or knew. No, obviously they saw you understand but which is why i'm saying that there i my thinking and i'm making assumptions here yeah well, on I guess why we the, all are. yeah on what the video on why the video came down is the kids would have been why uh maybe eugene and his office would say okay this is the video we shot that is standard that is the instruction that would have gone considering the fact that you gave them access right to shoot there the next instruction is can we see what you shot what you shot before you put it out if indeed you will put it out hmm. now the fact that that didn't happen and again i'm making an assumption that it didn't happen because the video was taken down mm-hmm. because <laughs> if they had shown the drone shots and all those things to sarah to attire eugene, uh, eugene and his school i doubt eugene and his people will say put this on social media yeah yeah because they know what kind of backlash they would get Right, which is so, which is what which brings us to the conversation you were having yesterday about just how unprofessionally this entire thing was handled. Considering mm-hmm. how we have been to the presidency before, yeah, you've been to the presidency before, yes. Sky I has been, been to there. the presidency yeah. before, you've been there yeah, before. Been there. We all know the processes that you go through at the presidency as a visitor, right? Okay, so obviously, he had a plug the president's daughter, the president himself has said. He was happy when his daughter, Jan Kroma, who runs the creative arts something, something here, mm-hmm. insisted that he meet Mick Mill. So, obviously, they were given certain privileges based on the fact that the president's daughter mm-hmm. of arts in this country was along for their ride. And so, perhaps would have said, okay, everything else does not matter. But that, again, brings me to the question. 
does she run the presidency and what happens there which which raises the question sky spoke about yesterday about security mm -hmm. there has to be you see we must get to the point where there has to be a class separation of this is your side run it there when you enter this facility somebody's rules work there the person's rules say that i don't care who you are even the president at a certain point does not have control mm -hmm. over where he is or what he says mm -hmm. despite being president there are rules about where he can stand where he can sit where he can go right protocol you understand there's protocol for that because of mm -hmm. the security implications right. so to have mcmill i have i was at the concert i had fun <laughs> <laughs> yeah. walk through with his entourage very it was a very large entourage i saw them they were on the stage with him he came with about 40 strong okay at the presidency given the kind of access that they were given obviously because rules were relaxed by virtue of the fact that they were there with the president's daughter that is a problem the fact that rules that are never bent or bent broken. for anybody mm -hmm. was bent on that day two when they were being bent nobody sat down and said okay mcmill you are we are bending the rules for you but as we are bending it can you t show us that a b c d because if you filmed in this country at certain locations before they will tell you you can film but before you put it out there yeah, let us see, see what it is yeah. and this is not this is even basic the creative agencies here that they will tell you you can take a photo can we see what you are going to do with the photo first mm -hmm. sometimes it's even part of your application process that okay i want to take a photograph of rated sky statue at adafianu so okay when are you using it how long do you want to use it for what angle are you taking it can we see it before you publish in which form is it being published so to have all those steps skipped for something that was done at the presidency means that the, it just got to that point where everybody was like okay look this person came with a person of influence and that is what happens when we allow rules not to work because there's a person of influence around and that is where for me i'm laying the blame first of all the fact that rules were rules which normally are never bent for anybody were bent obviously because like i said mcmill's only access was because he went with the president's daughter john chroma as confirmed by the president himself in his when he met them that i was happy when my daughter insisted that i meet you they shared the photos they were mcmill was on the lawn with her they were doing the two fingers peace and love everything of obviously no random Ghanaian musician is getting the kind of access that he got even if the person is with whoever okay so this was specifically organized by the president's daughter who runs a certain part of the creative sector the creative arts and they, they need to sit down and review and i'm again surprised that somebody who runs the creative arts agents who sets the rules for creative arts in this country leads an artist into the single most secure security establishment in this country allows the person to run roughshod around the place do whatever they want albeit with a small camera as he said which is even a problem yeah. and then put out completed content yeah. it was without you verifying you the person who runs creative arts and sets rules for people in this country you did not verify the permission that you gave mcmill to shoot there what he shot what he did with it she should have looked at it if it's going to be published take a look at it and say mcmill okay you cannot show my father's lectern yeah. you cannot show this one you cannot show this one. and i'm sure there's a unit oh, yeah. that would have looked at this at the president would have said you cannot do a you cannot do b you cannot do c we've attended events 
whether you've covered events where the president is coming. Look, it, b- the, the big one in the police council, what's his name? The elderly one, the head of protocol or something. I've forgotten his name. Now it's Ambassador. Ambassador something, yes. Oh, gosh. Oh, uh, please help me with his name, Bernard, if you can. You it's, know? it's no longer the one with the afro. It's, 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 a, it's no longer yeah. the one with no, the afro. No, 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 no. It's a different gentleman. Yes. Okay, I'll, Look, I'll Richard, before the president arrives, that gentleman walks through everywhere. He'll tell you, look, you cannot use this glass. This thing has to go here. Why is this chair here? Okay, swap this chair. He does that three or four hours before the president arrives. Everything is meticulous. They do not stray from it. So, the, the concern for this, and the reason why this should never happen again, is this situation where we have, okay, this person was brought in by what we would regularly call a familiar. Somebody who walks through the place all the time. Okay, but the fact that you are entering with a familiar, and this is a very highly exposed familiar because this is the daughter of the president. So, basically all the rules were bent. Which, under normal circumstances, should not happen. Irrespective of, because of who the person they came in with. I mean, we've had people in this country. McMill is nice. I love McMill's music. <laughs> but, on your biasa, it's fine. We've had celebs in this country who are of a much more significant profile than McMill. Okay, he's, he's a great artist. But we've had bigger ones we've in the country. Ones, yeah. Let's be honest about that. Since we started doing this year of return, we, we've had bigger. We've people. had bigger artists had bigger come through this yeah. country, and none of them were afforded that kind of, you know. So for me, the the issue lies with the inability to one break the rules because there was a politically exposed person who gave access. Now that person, by virtue of the person's role, which no or the person's function, which normally regulates what creative people do then did not f- go back and say well i've given you access can we look at mm-hmm. what you do with this yeah for it to be put out and then there is backlash you see because it also brings me down to that something i've said on this show before about how we do not vet people properly you know because you would ask questions okay what are we going to the last time someone, i saw frank Anodompe, which is why i mentioned Anaba Anodompe, mm-hmm. on the twitter handle share a photo of mcmill in a place reported to be the White House. McMill did not go to the White House. That was a set. Mm. McMill, 2018, when he was released from jail, was supposed to meet Trump. Jay-Z told him, no, it will be bad for your image because of who they thought Trump was mm-hmm. as black people. As black people, yes. Now, it wasn't a friendly visit. They were going there as a panel to discuss prison reform based on his legal issues yes, yes. in the country, which is why he was going there. So he was going there as a part of a panel that had senators, that had educators, that had all kinds of people. He wasn't the flagship person. Not to shoot a video. He was going there as part of a very powerful group of people to have a conversation about prison reform. He did not go. Jay-Z said no at the time because he was on Jay-Z's label. Those who know it know. You understand? So he did not make that trip. So the point I'm making on this particular thing is, look, set a criteria. McMill in Ghana, fantastic. He played an awesome show. Look, it, it was the one of the best seven minutes of my <laughs> entertainment, your, your of my Christmas. Chilling. Okay. But the best he should have done is the meeting with John Chroma. And it ends there. It ends there. The presidency? No. McMill has not reached a level where he meets a president. Or as we said, he could have even met, met, met the tourism minister. He Whatever. meets somebody, you see. Head we, we don't want to be seen to be doing the job of the people who vet, the people who visit the president. But frankly, like I've been saying, it's like 
it's like somebody's business it, there to say i can get you to meet the president if you look at the list of persons yeah. who have met the president it, it's a bit of a problem they need to tighten this nobody has said the president should not meet people because he's the face of what he's trying to do lead this very interesting attempt to portray ghana in a certain way right. and he's very hands-on about it which yeah. is fantastic it's, it's so great. every once in a while he attends <laughs> we saw him at the global citizens Con concert yes. fantastic yeah Okay, although he was booed, it's fine, but he showed up. It's part of selling it's the country. The push, yeah. Okay, but there are certain people you look at the profile. Who are they? What do they mean? Culture. Look, I didn't complain about the president meeting Chappelle. You understand? Because for but me, as a student of the stature. art, you, you understand Chappelle's what stature, stature in stature art in, is, yeah. is significant. Extremely. Okay, as compared to a McMill. So the things that Chappelle and the that is why the Chappelle to talk at the University of Ghana. Exactly. You understand? Chappelle spends his time at a lot of places talking about Africanism, although in comedy. But he talks about the really difficult topics. Some of them albeit very controversial. Okay? So, we, we, we need to weigh some of these things. Steve Harvey came to pass through. Did he meet the yeah. president? I'm not sure if he did, but he even Steve Harvey through. is and an Steve icon. Ha Steve I Harvey mean, is huge. He's, he doesn't need to. The fact that he's come, he shared his photos, spoken well of his experiences, all that we need. Once in a while, the president comes in and says, yeah, but these things that lead to this, come on. I mean, <laughs> and you see, just to wrap this up, you know, Deshap, um, make me over the weekend. He almost got, he got into a fight. The Gervonta Davis fight. You like no, 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 Gervonta, he was there. He was at the Gervonta Davis thing. He was drunk. That's when he said he On Saturday. And he said he will, if those who follow box, he said he will beat Gary Russell Jr. Danny K. <laughs> McMill says, come, come and sit down. To start your segment, McMill says he will beat Gary Russell Jr., one of the top 10 pound for pound best fighters in the world. McMill said he will beat him. When you are under the influence, you beat him. Charlie, he rushed the team Gary Russell go do some interview yesterday morning where McMill apologized. He said, Charlie, no man, no man, no man, no Because he realized that Gary Russell go beat us on beating. All right. Still listening to the City Breakfast Show. Coming up next is tech and social media trends, and the segment is brought to us by by our friends at Cal Bank. You can get free access to our short code service star seven seven one hash CalNet and the Cal Bank app. When you reactivate your Cal Bank account between now and the end of the month, to stay on top of your account, it's so easy. Just go to any Cal Bank branch with your Ghana card to complete your account reactivation form and get free access to any of our digital solutions. Cal Bank forward together. It's also brought to us by Vodafone phone and with just one Ghana city you can have 20 minutes of talk time to all other networks and one gigabyte of data every day between 5 a.m. and 11:59 a.m. all you need to do is dial star 530 hash to subscribe and enjoy longer conversations and browsing Vodafone further together Daniel Cranting is here with tech and social media trends Nathan, yes, sir. The guy said he's sorry. Okay. <laughs> oh, <laughs> let's move on. No, it's okay. We are moving. We are, we are hey. moving on. Oh, we focus on people who give him permission to show. Oh, that's that's that one. He said he's sorry. Oh, make me. It's still trending. Number one, two, three, four, five. What's that? Oh. If you catch somebody, then you stretch them. No, but, but, but I don't think people are going after McMill. No, I don't think so. No, but it's a comment under his apology tweet. <laughs> oh, yeah, because he's the only one who has come forward as kind of like to present himself as a sacrificial lamb. Mm -hmm. Do you understand? So, of course, he's going to bear the brunt of the vitriol. But, um, 
yeah. Uh, at, at least he acknowledges so, that something wasn't done right. So. Oh, Meek Mill. Mm. Meek Mill. He had a good time here, though. Mm. Oh, oh, yeah, he really oh, enjoyed himself. The boys had a very good time. Yeah. Charlie, when mm. he's writing the book about the December I spent in Ghana, <laughs> the things that will be inside, <laughs> including the phone. But Pastor Frank is trending. Hey, yeah, Pastor, Pastor Frank. Frank. He's trending alongside Boot. Mm-hmm. There's this girl on TikTok, uh, mm-hmm. Miss Annie. Okay. Yeah, she posted a, a TikTok video about uh, experiences with boat drivers in Kumasi. Mm-hmm. I see. Yeah. About how some of them charge their own face. Mm-hmm. They call you to ask if you have discount. If you have, Charlie won't take you. And things like that. And then they try and negotiate the price with you before they go. She said that in the they should stop. Mm-hmm. Then the boat is like, they have an association <laughs> on a WhatsApp. A WhatsApp group page. Mm-hmm. So they posted a video on the group page. Mm-hmm. When they tear the girl <laughs> on the platform. And there's a boat driver on the platform. He's called Pastor Frank. Mm-hmm. The matter it happened on Sunday and Saturday. Sunday, Pastor Frank went to church to go and preach. But see what he's saying about the girl on his WhatsApp. Like, oh, Pastor, we see everything now. Oh. The eyes of the Lord <laughs> catch you right now. <laughs> so right now, Pastor Frank is collecting hits on social media. Why? What did he say? Oh, he said uh, we are not. The, uh, they think we are scared of her English. The input were adding things inside. <laughs> the girl on the platform. It's not a joke. Small girl, she's in tech. She's like, I think 10 years again. Mm-hmm. You know? Then she have triggered you like that if you're going to carry her on your platform. <laughs> Pastor Frank. Ah! Nathan! <laughs> Over this weekend, eh, there was this picture on social media. Mm-hmm. It was a question. It says, without seeing your age, <laughs> say something a young person today would yeah, understand. Yeah, 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 I saw it. Mm. Oh, God. Charlie. <laughs> I've never been triggered by age like that. Oh, why? why? I was expecting not to be able to relate with some of them. But some of the people oh. realize that you know. Oh. So do you know what it means? It means that Charlie. I grow. <laughs> oh, Charlie. I thought I'll stay a baby boy for life. Forever and ever. Oh, no. <laughs> and the comment section to the Gen Z's, they are not happy. But why are people, why are you pre age? I don't understand. <laughs> I don't Too get girl. it. Everybody will grow. So. Yeah. Me, if I get, I'll be 25 for life. Mm. <laughs> I'll stay 25 for the rest of my life. Mm. Ah, you're angry. That's somebody, what somebody puts this. He say a, a, a young a young person will not know how to bend a CD onto this. They are, oh, they are angry. Yeah. They bore. Why? <laughs> they say they can Google. Oh, gosh. Uh, okay. See this. See this. like, oh, there is a good. You know. Uh, okay. If you don't know it, ah, we are playing to you've taken that thing personal. What's that? <laughs> This one is not part of the trend, so I said, I'll ask you people is it just me, or does everybody else calculate the uh, December days in dates instead of this? Yeah, what do you mean? So, you, at the point, you, past, you, yeah. you kind of lose track of what day. I mean, I, at the oh, point, yeah. I have yeah. to so check like my calendar to say, yes. uh, okay, it's, it's today's Tuesday. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So, I'll be like, oh, cock, we will meet up on 26th mm-hmm. instead of saying, let's say Tuesday, right? Oh, mm-hmm. let's meet on 31st. Uh-huh. But when it passes again, January, then we we'll go back to Monday. Of Tuesday, course, yeah. because now the holidays are over. Uh, so it happens to everybody. You, you correlate oh, yeah. the dates with the holidays. So yeah. 26 is a Boxing Day. We know at it's a point, holiday. Let, let me so show you. 31st you know of the, New Year's the, Eve. The, the Christmas it's... week from like 25th. Yes. At a point, I couldn't tell which day was which day. <laughs> at the point, me from 23rd. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I had to check. I said, ah, 
today's Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, it's uh, the holiday really... feel, Charlie. Everything just blends together. Yeah. That's all it is. You're not growing too old, Danny. It's just no, it's, it's just not it's not old age. Ah, it's not okay. old age. Okay. It's the holiday vibe yes. boy for life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now second social media trends brought to us by Cowbank and Vodafone. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3. Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973. And Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973. With the hashtag CityCBS. The power of yeah. radio. Yeah, I'm up at Brooklyn. Now I'm down in Tribeca, right next to this narrow. But I'll be hood forever. I'm the new Sinatra. And since I made it here, I can make it anywhere. Yeah, they love me everywhere. I used to cop in Harlem. All of my Dominican Connors right there up on Broadway. Pull me back to that McDonald's. Took it to my stash spot, 560 State Street. Catch me in the kitchen like a Simmons whipping countesses. Driving so DK is from Texas. Me, I'm out there, bed stop. Home of that boy, Biggie. Now I live on Billboard, and I brought my boys with me, say what up to Tata, still sipping my top, sitting courtside, nicks and nets, give me high five, I'll be spiked out, I could trip a referee, tell by my attitude, that I most definitely from... Walking with my click though. Welcome to the melting pot. Corners where we selling. Africa been by the home of the hip hop. Eight fourteen. Still listening to the City Breakfast Show. Sounds of Sean Corey Carter, aka Jay Z, with the song Empire State of Mind, featuring Alicia Keys. At nine, though, we have our Effective Living series. This is week two. And it's all part of getting you ready for 2023. This week, we are talking emotional and mental health imperatives for 2023. Next week, we'll talk about professional priorities. In the fourth week, we'll look at financial foundations for 2023. It's all part of the Effective Living series. Just so you can get ready for 2023 and start the year right. To get you in the... In the best place you want to be across several spheres. So 2023 is a good year for you. The Effective Living Series is on the City Breakfast Show every day between Monday and Thursday at 9 a.m. And on Breakfast Daily on City TV at 9.30. And it's sponsored by Enterprise Insurance and Hallmark Freight and Logistics Ghana Limited. So actually, I'm, I'm speaking to oh, uh, Dr. Delali Fiagbe. Oh, I'll be here. Go for mention my name. You asked me to get him some guy in political suit. Ah, okay. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't remember the guy's name. I remember his face. <laughs> <laughs> He's ambassador something. Though. Yeah. I'm, yes, I'm, I'm yes, yes. Um, so we, we're talking to Dr. Delali Fiagbe this week. Mm-hmm. And he's the head of the Department of Psychiatry at the University of Ghana Medical School. 
and he's also a fellow of the uh, College of Physicians and Surgeons, Ghana, and he also runs his private clinic, and he's basically helping mm-hmm. us think about what mental health is, what are key mental health issues, mm-hmm. what are some of the more um, regular ones, you know, and how do you treat them? So I think it's a very important conversation to have. He was my mate in secondary school, I see. and he's now the head of department. The, 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 we've seen a couple of pre-seconds yeah. gracing the Effective Living series this no, year. No, it's not. It's even, nice. No, no, no yesterday. I'm just saying, it's nice. Yesterday, like, my guest was your mate. It's called Dr. Yes, Yao Pebby. Yes, is my mate. Class at Rich Church. Yes. yes. And I'm are, just saying, I've seen a couple of pre-seconds <laughs> as well. No, it's, it's, not Gana, de- it's, it's, you know, it's not deliberate. It's not deliberate. I didn't even know Sephogan is a pre-second. Did I even say it's deliberate? I, I think if 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 there was no prior disclosure of these interests, then there are issues with that. <laughs> <laughs> How is this an interest? It's, it's not an interest. Yes. I'm interviewing the guy is the head the of the attempt. department of psychiatry. Mm-hmm. And you know, I was asking him how he, he sort of got into psychiatry. He says, look, there weren't a lot of psychiatrists and a lot of people interested in the field. And there's a big need for more psychiatrists. He was a very good student, a great musician. <laughs> and we are not contesting that. He's decided to enter psychiatry. <laughs> we are and he's the head of the department. He's Thank a fellow. You know what it's you know what it takes to get a fellowship yes. yeah. in medicine. Aged in your early forties. You don't have to defend anything. No. Uh, it was just a simple observation. I think it's wonderful. Or <laughs> that dear for life. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. But talking about no, 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 no. talking <laughs> about effective living and all of that. No, 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 no. Effective living series is also brought to us by Enterprise Enterprise Motor Insurance. And they have the promo. They say it's different. Simply buy or renew your motor insurance with Enterprise and win great prizes. They've got fewer coupons, branded gift items. And you qualify for the monthly draws with amazing rewards. All kinds of very, very interesting prizes. You get to win a, a motorbike in the biggest, biggest draw. Now, the promo is regulated by the NLA on the Caritas Lottery platform. Enterprise, your advantage. Look, away from McMill and all of that, there are serious money matters to be discussed. Now, heading into the end or getting towards the end of 2022, the issue of the, the domestic debt exchange program came up. Whether or not people were going to get a haircut or not. We've spoken to several people on this. The last person we spoke to was Joe Jackson, who was telling us the the was telling us of the kind of corner government was in and that they needed to have takers. Now on the other side of the coin is um the fact that there are some banks who are in a huge you know red, they are in a problem. Now the front page of the graphic business says four banks highly exposed highly exposed now four Ghanaian banks according to the story appear to be highly exposed as the government pursues an aggressive debt exchange program to balance off its books and secure a three billion us dollar bailout from the imf the bank's three indigenous and one multinational have over overly been uh, stretched or overstretched that's the, that's what the story is saying due to their overexposure to government's debt securities as a major source of safe investments Banking sector analysts have revealed that although the, all the 23 banks in the country are exposed due to the ongoing debt exchange program, the four banks, however, are in a distressed state. According to Synergy Ghana, an investment advisory firm, the four banks had an average of 54% share of their assets specifically invested in bonds, thereby exposing them badly. 
Now, the banking sector is the most dominant inve investor in government of Ghana debt instruments, a phenomenon induced by both regulatory and market economics. Hmm. Wow. Th those are just the initial first few paragraphs of the story. For those who want some numbers, in, 20, in 2017, only 10 billion CDs worth of GOG-issued debt securities was held by the banks. As of 2021, banks held over 55 billion CDs in GOG debt securities, representing almost 30% of total banking industry assets. Mm. So that's what he's saying. Mm. Bernard, so in simple English, what are they saying? Oh, but we've already said what we've already, I've already told you all of this, so I don't even see why. Yeah, this is something we've discussed, and I have. Or I, I mean, I don't. I don't know if you remember we spoke about mm -hmm. the exposure mm -hmm. of our banks and all of that. For me, I think the the the, the reckoning is what we're seeing, and it's going to be a long, painful 2023 and beyond. Mm. Um, what surprises me is the lack of advocacy on various fronts to provide alternatives or to either go to court or to take a, a more uh, strong action. I mean, if you are an investor in a, in, a, in a pension fund or any of these funds, you should be telling your pension funds what you want them to do, whether you want them to accept this, what I consider very unfavorable terms or not. So the fact that banks are, you know, what, what, what tends to happen is that the new cycle tends to, glorify banks it's like oh banks will be hit so all suffer mm. well a lot of a lot of us suffer and banks don't even suffer if you look at the economic there are many many times where economies are not doing well and banks do very well ghana is one of the most profitable banking sectors in in the in africa so if banks will take a hit it is as well because everybody else is taking a hit the, the, the real question is is government taking a hit in what way is government taking the hit is government accepting responsibility for its actions i think those are the questions you should ask as for the exposure of banks and their capital, look, we had from 2017 to 2019, some banks went under. The banking sector is still going on. If two or three banks disappear, that's not the end of the world. But the question is, will pensioners get their monies? Will people who've put monies to pay school fees of their children be able to get their money? Those who are investing to, those of you who want to send your kids abroad to go to Harvard and things, you want to pay for their tuition. You've been putting money aside with these investment funds. Will you have your money? You've put money aside to build a house or buy one. Would you have your money? Okay, now that they've robbed the individual bondholders, where is the advocacy? Where are the bondholder groups? In other countries, people came together and said, look, we don't accept this. This is the... I, I see a lot of individual action. So you see labor unions coming out, these different people speaking. But you need concerted action to say, look, this is not the way to go. Because you're basically reducing people's um, interests on their loans by a huge chunk, over 50%, and you're extending their tenure. Look, we're in 2023. You're telling somebody you're going to pay him in 2039. Would you even be alive in 2039? What kind of world do we have? What kind of currency will we be using? You know, people are talking about uh, crypto and things. I mean, and the amount of data created in the past two years is more than the data we had from the beginning of time to the previous two years. So if you're talking about extending the tenure of my payment to 2020, Charlie... If a week is a long time in politics, in a modern world, a day is a very long time. So to think that, uh, and you know, there's a very interesting article in the graphic business, which I feel is good for reading. Not the one you read. Mm -hmm. there's, a, there's one in the middle spread of the same paper, mm -hmm. which was a Nigeria-centric article where the guy was saying, Nigeria is faced with the crossroads. So basically, mm -hmm. Nigeria has an election in February. 
and then they're saying whoever wins the nigeria election has two choices do they go east and follow kenya or they go west and follow ghana very proverbial the basic argument is that nigeria also has lots of um, due debts that are probably going to default and they're saying ghana after 2020 made some choices 2020 election december kenya had an election in 2022 august they also made some choices and the guy is saying will nigeria go east and follow kenya's example or go west and follow ghana's example now Godfrey, tell me what kenya did and what ghana did is 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 and this is somebody writing for a paper um in in, the in nigeria yeah. right mm. so, so well and i'm bringing this to say that it's it's i'm, I'm even I'm, I'm i'm i've lost it's almost like i don't have the words to describe the sadness and the sense of the situation and them and how muted the responses you go you get me it's almost like oh charlie whatever will happen will happen kisera sera hmm. you just read the first yeah let me just read so it says after december 2020 mm-hmm. ghana's government did not go to the imf and did not slash budgeted expenditure mm-hmm. then higher global borrowing costs in 2022 were the catalyst for its default on domestic debt mm. and into brackets external coming soon Oh, at the time, oh, it was oh, yes. has also come. Yes, mm-hmm. the price of Ghana's long-dated bonds have crumbled to around thirty cents on the dollar. Mm-hmm. After Kenya's August twenty twenty-two election, the new president removed the fuel subsidy, cut back on pre-election spending budgets, on pre-election spending pledges, and won a bigger than expected transfer of IMF funding. Its long-dated bonds have soared in price from around sixty cents to nearly eighty cents on the dollar. Does Nigeria carry the risk of Ghana, and can it do a Kenya? So basically, all you're saying is that draw a chart, put Ghana on the left, put mm-hmm. Kenya on the right, mm-hmm. under Ghana right, December 2020, mm-hmm. and under Kenya right, August 2022. Then under Ghana right, go to IMF. Then you write no. Under Kenya right, go to IMF, write yes. Under Ghana right, reduce spending, no. Under Kenya right, reduce spending, mm-hmm. yes. Just that. So when you fill that column, it's basically saying Ghana made all the wrong decisions, Kenya made all the right decisions. And Ghanaians are suffering for all their own. That's what he's saying. Okay. So if you say four banks are under stress, I think that is the tip of the iceberg. Mm. Oh, yes. So depending on how people respond to the debt exchange program, I'm told there are mo- movements by different individual bondholders to also come together. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, when this thing was announced, we are saying that, oh, individual bondholders are more wealthy. So they, the government is trying to protect them. Well, because the uptake was so low, the government recalibrated and says individual bondholders are now part. Now we are told some of them will want to speak out. Yes. yes. I think we read a story that said, um, I think, was it Martin Pebu? Yeah. That's even different. So Martin Pebu's group, they are going to court. They I think there's some legal court. guys who have come. So somebody sent me, I think you sent me something mm-hmm. where they said there was going to be some class action for those who said they didn't want to accept the terms. And, but I feel individual bondholders as well they are people of means. I'm sure they have an opinion on the matter. So what I'm just saying is that this story about the banks is just about the iceberg. They have, they have different, they are different exposures, savings. But, but this might be maybe like the point you just made about mm. Kisera Sera. Mm. A, a headline like this might be what wakes people up because mm. of where we've just come from from the banking situation, the banking sector bank, clean up, yeah. you know, and. Right now, every time banks are mentioned, people just there's something you know their ears pick up yeah. because it could mean hmm. job losses. It could mean this. Although the government has explained that it is trying to set up some kind of funding mechanism to make sure that the banks are not affected significantly by this debt exchange program. But but why wouldn't I mean? So I want I want to be, I want to be mischievous here. Okay. 
I took money to a financial institution. The financial institution said they were going to buy government bonds so that whatever I want to do with my money in future, I'll get the money. Mm-hmm. By no fault of my government said they can't pay. Right. So I should forfeit my principal and interest for 30 years when my son... So assuming I was saving for my son's university, you are saying that you, should, you shouldn't go to the university so that you can say that there's been no haircut. So you can say that you've solved the problem and then you're going to make a 15 million... A 15 billion fund available for bank to save a bank. So what, what about my money? Exactly. What are you telling me? So for me, I, 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 the whole thing is wrong-headed. The idea that you are going to touch my investment. Mm-hmm. What, 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 what you are basically telling me is that for the next 30 years of my life, any money I get, I shouldn't send it to a bank. I shouldn't send it to a savings and loans company. I shouldn't give it to a, a fund manager. You're even telling me I shouldn't contribute my pensions. That's what you're telling me. You're telling me if I get money, go and buy a land in Dodoa, plant teak on it, plant mangoes, go and buy somebody's poultry farm, <laughs> or go and build. Do you understand? What? That's what you're telling me. Because you're telling me that I should not lend to the government. And that damage is going to last for years. If you should look at how the Rawlings years traumatized some private sector people. Mm-hmm. To the extent that many business owners don't even want to be known where they stand because of the attacks against private business. It was, I mean, there are people I know who will still not talk to me because I'm a journalist, because they do business. They don't even want me to mention their names because the, the years of military attack against business so damaged their relationship with government. What you're saying today is that there are many people who will never take their money, money to yeah. a, an investment company again. You can come on here and say, let's make one million. You can come on here and say, let's save. He's not going to mind you. Because you've told us that the safest person to lend to is the government. And the government has not even come to say, well, this happened because I did this or that. It's basically blaming external factors. Right? So how do you expect me to ever send my money back to a financial institution? This is a question that somebody will be asking. And if you're going to save somebody, who do you save first? <laughs> and the financial institutions the ones who are supposed to even have more information. Right? So if somebody is supposed to suffer... Don't you think that the individuals and we, the private people who have put money in these treasury bills and not treasury bills, these uh, um, collective investment schemes should rather be saved and the people who have more information and in spite of the information they had decided to still buy government bonds should, should pay more? So why is it the other way around? So I, I, don't, I don't understand. Honestly, I don't. <laughs> Maybe we'll get some answers along the line. But coming up next is Your Money. Your Money is brought to you by CBG. CBG, we stand with you. And uh, Kukui has the tip for us this morning. Yes, Nathan, but um, Bernard has already alluded to what I was going to hit on this morning, which is about diversifying your investment portfolio mm-hmm. and looking at other avenues with which you can make your money work for you. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it, I hesitate to say that confidence in the financial sector has waned or dwindled, but um, <laughs> by all indications, you know, people are a bit skeptical now about where they're putting their money. Mm-hmm. But 
this is probably the time for us to do a bit more research about other options that are available for where you can put your money to get some good returns. So, um, and I think Ben had mentioned a couple of them. Are you going to go into farming? Some people go into property, you know, <laughs> investing in buildings, brick and mortar, um, or some kind of business venture. That See, they people think, say Ghana, does, there's no money in Ghana. Sky, the number look, of houses being built in the country. Giddy, giddy. <laughs> hey! Giddy, uh, giddy. Sometimes the money are from questionable. Sometimes. My brother. <laughs> and the piece of the buildings. That's right. Yeah. My lord. I also noticed in, during this holiday season, this? restaurants opening everywhere you go. Mm-hmm. New restaurants, New left, restaurants right, center. Mm. You know, lavish ones. So invest in the real sector. Invest, so invest, invest in the real sector. Invest, invest, invest. invest. Yeah. Find other ways. Yeah. Invest in my life. <laughs> you see, I mean, right. I, I was going to say that as part of the options that you look at, I think people should also consider seriously mm. investing in their nieces, their nephews, or people running yes, their family. Yeah, that's right. Because only Pay their school fees. Yeah, the best investment. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Ever made is education. Is education and educating someone. Oh yes, honestly, if somebody oh, yes. didn't believe in me, yes, somebody didn't say, yes. Oh, yes. Guy, I think you have a potential." Yeah, somebody who is not in any way related to me, yeah, says that, "Oh, you have a potential." Yeah, let me support you in this way. Yeah. You have a potential. Let me support in small, small. You would have still been a mate. I would. Yeah, that's right. So, yes, that is. I've been doing longer distance. <laughs> <laughs> it was doing, right. it was doing Accra Kumasi. You have now been doing Accra Wagadugu. I tell you, invest in somebody, people. Okay, invest in human, in human, resource. human resource. In addition to other ventures, <laughs> that's your money brought to you by CBG. CBG, we stand with you. the city breakfast show so yeah i'm sure if you've seen a copy of the graphic business i'm sure it's probably doing your head in banks being exposed four banks three local one multinational all because of the government's debt exchange program interesting enough i've seen some friends of mine have shared text messages with me for example from their banks so some people ha- some people uh, have sent me like they've shown me text messages where their bank more or less is telling them see you have no choice than to subscribe to this uh. debt exchange program that kind of thing well i think it depends on the relationship you have so if an individual bondholder of course you have been invited and i think the government has been very clear in the language is used okay and i feel the key question now is for people who have like if you've invested in a mm-hmm. investment scheme what is your fund manager going to do mm-hmm. so is your fund manager going to say look i'm not going to opt for this i'm going to liquidate at the current market Ma- price mark to market and then i'm going to use the money to buy t-bills because t-bills are offering high returns so i think a lot of fund managers are scratching their heads because nobody is really so you can decide not to go for it but you, you need to be very intelligent as well to do with the rest what of the money do, yeah. 
as so I don't want to mention a particular collective investment scheme, but if you're a fund manager for a collective investment scheme, you should be talking to your key uh, customers and then doing the numbers with treasury bills and things to say, if I decide not to go for this, what would the, where would the legal route lead me to? If I, if I even take the money I have at a discount now, what, what can I do with it? Can it give better value? Because if somebody says, I'm going to reduce the interest I'm giving you from 19%, to 5% in the first year, another 5%, another 10% over how many years? If I say, okay, let me take whatever money I have that is left, and then let me go and buy T-bills now, what will it mean? So there's a lot of modeling that needs to be done. Then there's a lot of legal questions that need to be asked as well. So if somebody comes to Sky and sells to Sky, my college investment scheme say we don't want to accept the debt exchange because according to the Godfrey Dummy's advice to the minister, you can't force people. So he takes that document that the... And credit to the Attorney General. Credit to the Attorney General because... You know, I was telling somebody that the Attorney General, I think you were saying two days ago on air or yesterday that the government has done very well because, you know, when you are in a very difficult situation as government, sometimes you, if you're even the legal advisor to the government, you may be forced to be part of groupthink. So, oh, Charlie, we want to do the testing. What do you think? The guy still wrote a sound legal advice. He put himself out of the thing and said, look, let me tell you. And even the previous one did that as well. When it came to that issue, remember there was this controversial issue, PDS. Mm-hmm. If you read Gloria Kufu's advice initially mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. So I'm just saying this as a side comment that the, the, we should be grateful that our Attorney General's office, even though they are political appointments, because they are professional lawyers, they will, they will give you the advice like a private firm has mm-hmm. asked them to do yeah. it. And I think we should be grateful for that. So I'm saying that the people, there, are, there are many conversations going on. So somebody will say, okay, Sky, I run Aloski uh, Fund Management and we have 300 million Ghana cities worth of money. Mm-hmm. Kukui and Goffred are part of my shareholders. Kukui and Goffred don't want me to take the DEX exchange. So I go to Sky the line and say, Sky, what are my options? So Sky takes Attorney General's letter, takes Ken statement, looks at the situation that occurred in Trinidad and to, uh, in Jamaica, Russia, Zambia, and then he does some spreadsheets. So there are no, so there are discussions going on as to what options Alaska Investment can hold. So can Alaska Investment say we will not, not accept? Yeah. Because from what Mr. Dami has written, you can't force him to accept. But the truth is that if you don't accept, the options are very limited, and you need a lot of insight, and even um, <laughs> you need to be clairvoyant to know how to deal with mm-hmm. this. Okay, so that's one side. But the other side is that the point the point makes on your money, I think is a very important point we should discuss. You mm. know, I feel, and there's data to prove this, that Ghana's economy is over-financialized. How do you mean? So for every, if you take US or advanced countries, there's a ratio of their financial sector assets to what is the real sector? Okay. So if you have say a billion dollars of real sector can li- can accommodate say three times that a financial sector. So three billion dollars of financial assets to a billion dollars of real assets. That's the general rule. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm giving this as a hypothetical example. In Ghana, the the ratio is much bigger. That means that there's too much money for too small an economy. So what I'm saying yeah. is that the so what was when you, when you go to Wall Street, what happens in Wall Street is a reflection of what happens in where the, the manufacturing sector. 
So the real economy which manufactures like the, the GMs of this world, uh, the forts of this world, and all the things the US does, or you go to China, all the things they manufacture, the, the, the real sector, there's a ratio of that and the financial sector. All right? So the UK, in Ghana, that ratio is too big. It means that a lot of the money is, a lot of our wealth is just not real. It's just financial sector people making money. It's not backed by anything. So when people say the economy is over-financialized, that's what they're saying. Now I'm saying that one possible, and I'm, I stand to be corrected on this, one possible uh, benefit of all of this trouble is that people will take Kukui's advice and say, so in the past, if Kukui has a million CDs, she will go and give it to uh, Godfrey Odum, who is running a savings and loan mm -hmm. in a market, and give it to Godfrey Odum at 20%. Kofi Rudum knows that a lot of market women need quick money. So she will lend it to the market women at 25% per month. Until Kokui has given money at 20%. So this, this um, uh, what do you call it, market women have to work with whatever money Goffred has given them and pay back 25% a month so Kofi Rudum can get enough money to pay Kokui. So that was the business in town. All right. So Goffred is making a lot of money by simply having enough information that Kokui has 20 million. That he, that she doesn't need now. And there are 100 market men who need money. And she's lending them the money at cutthroat rates, uh, savings, and, uh, savings and loan or microfinance, and making a lot of money. So a lot of wealth and assets are in that space. It's not backed by much producti productivity. So now that the financial sector has taken such a hit, and people are like, Charlie, I won't even give my money to these guys again. So Kokui may not decide to give her money to Godfrey. So Kokui will go and buy land at Brekum and decide to do a cashew plantation and go to some partners in India to bring in a, 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 pro, a cashew processing machine and export cashew processed into China or somewhere. And she will say that that's better than going to just do this financial thing. Because some of the money she gave to Godfrey, Odum, Godfrey went to lend it, went to buy T-bills and went to buy government bonds as well. Because that, the million that he gave to Godfrey, Godfrey cannot lend all to the to the to the, to the market women. Yeah. So some of that money, government went to give it to the government. Because government needs money now. But because of what has happened, Kukui will not even give the money to Godfrey. And even if government has the money and can't lend all, he will not go and buy government money. So he has to use the money to do something more real. So it's like a real sector. Mm. So now he will more say tangible. Good. So he said, okay, let's go and get land at uh, give me a dawa. <laughs> let's go and buy land at Dawa. They are coming to do an industrial park. Let's build apartments for the workers there. So go and build 200 apartments so there's productivity in construction so the real sector will grow so i i, I and this this again i stand to be corrected but i'm saying that possibly people's investment decisions will inure to the real sector better now we are not saying that when you give money to a bank it doesn't end up in a real sector but the financial intermediation role of the banks has been severely hampered because if you look again at the banking numbers so you take all the banks and their loan book, right? You take their in, in, in interest income. The banks are supposed to lend money to people like, give me a third example of somebody, Caleb Kuda. Caleb wants to start uh, a poultry farm. So because Kukui doesn't know how to do know your customer, Kukui has a million. She gives it to the bank. The bank helps Caleb do the numbers and says, Caleb, you can do a poultry farm in Sunyani. So they lend a million to Caleb and they walk Caleb through the process. So banks are very important. I'm not saying banks are not important. 
right? But what has happened with the past one year is that when Gokri gives the money to the bank, the bank doesn't give it to Caleb. They, they the bank gives it to government. Yes. Because government is offering a higher interest than Caleb. So government is crowding out Caleb, the, the poultry farmer. So if you look at the bank's um, uh, the books, numbers. their money is coming from buying government money. Which they thought was the most secure so, thing. So in a, in a steady state, the bank should have been doing the work of lending to the real sector. So the real sector can grow. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying that because of the government's own behavior, banks are lending more to government. So they are crowding out Caleb. And the economy is highly financialized and the real sector is suffering. So, Kukui, the rich woman in our example, will decide that she will not give her money to the bank that much because the bank is just buying government money and the government money is now impaired. So, if he has some investors who come, so Freeman and Co. come and say, Charlie, let's start a, a new business. She'll probably give them the money. Mm-hmm. Alright? So, one of the potential positives in a, a whole basket of negatives is the fact that investment in the real sector will increase. Now, I use real estate as an example. Where, in the past, when the currency started falling in October, most people with money were doing one of two things. If you had, if, if Sky got a million CDs in October 1, and was thinking of what to do, by October 15, when the currency was depreciating so much, he was like, okay, should I go and buy dollars? But the dollar was increasing so much that even if he buys the dollars, where is he going to? I mean, mm-hmm. if like the dollar was 10, when Sky got that money, the dollar was now 15 at the time he was going to buy. So it's like he's making a loss. He will be forced to do something tangible. So he'll go and look for some houses to buy. Or build a house because a house is a store value that doesn't go down. So we need people to track whether with all the challenges of the financial sector, there is a positive something growing somewhere. Now, again, you know, a few weeks ago, I came to you and I said, the way, the way people are building aggressively in Ghana, <laughs> yeah. I know what they are building. Now, Sky's explanation is that some of the people are building aggressively because there's a system where people are washing money. Mm-hmm. Now, washing money is a term that he's using to represent something very serious. So it's called money laundering. Money laundering yeah. So, for example, there's somebody who's doing Sakawa. Mm-hmm. He's raising, and so I'm giving all these examples. I don't know. So maybe he's doing, call it he's using Kululu to get. Hundred and fifty thousand pounds every week by swindling people. Now, if he gets that money, he he does he needs to put the money somewhere. Now he may he may decide to create some charity and say we are supporting Richard Sky charities and Richard Sky charities building some schools and some village. <laughs> then they use so because they've created this 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 fictitious Richard Sky Foundation that is supposedly building schools in Adafi or whatever. Mm-hmm. They've legitimized, and this could be money from drug cartels, money mm-hmm. from anywhere. Yeah. They legitimized the money by now saying, "Oh, Rusiska is doing some nice work." So they now, so so, so, so they've washed the money. So meaning that if they are asked a question, oh, okay, so how are you funding this? Uh, yes, oh, oh I, 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 Foundation, uh, uh, Foundation has been this, building schools. Yeah. So it's like if so 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 even if like some crooks who are mm-hmm. drug people are sending him the money. He will say, ah, they are donating to his charity because he's a credible journalist with mm-hmm. International. He's the founder of Ubasogu. And he's building, <laughs> he's building, he's building um, schools in villages because he's, he used to be a Adafi, you know, something, something. Mm-hmm. So that's how you wash money. So then some of it will legitimately go and build the house, but the others can also be shared. So they can put a million dollars in his account as a, a whatever. He will use that some of that money to build the house and use some money to do something else. The other one is that maybe a corporate is in another country. So maybe, sorry, Nigeria or wherever. Mm-hmm. He has a lot of money and he, he knows that he's in trouble. 
So he comes to Ghana with his business partners. He finds a way, maybe puts the money in a car tie or something, US dollars, cash, brings to Ghana. And quickly they have to buy land and build houses. So they are also using money that they illegally acquired in their country. To, so once you, so let's assume he buys, buys part of a brim mountain. He buys a big, builds a big waterfront. And then he puts that money there and says so. So even if it, the Nigerian authorities are looking for him, by the time they trace that money to that waterfront, it's like 50 years. So what I'm saying is that a lot of these, and the problem with all of this is that the people who manage our economy, I don't know if they are aware of these things or if they've put in place, <laughs> they've, they've put in place systems to measure these things. Yeah. But one of the reasons, because we are not a poor country, if you drive, if you drive around airport hills, mm-hmm. Trazaco Valley, McCarthy Hill, Valley used... go to uh, go to the region Kumasi. This is not a poor country. The money is stored up in concrete, right? Some of which the government is not able to properly tax. A lot of which is owned by politicians who are not interested in taxing themselves anyway, right? And then you are saying we are broke and therefore all of us should pay, including those poor people's pensions, for this over-excessive fiscal populism. And they just give you the Kenya example. The Kenyan president, William Ruto, was the vice president. To Raila Odinga, you know Kenya better than I do. He promised a lot of things before the election. What did Ruto do? As soon as he won the election and looked at the numbers, Ruto cut down subsidies. He reduced government spending. This is William Ruto. I, I brought William Ruto to Ghana a few years ago. I saw him personally. He's a young guy. I'm not sure he's 60 years old. He's a young guy. What did Ruto do? He removed your subsidies after winning the election. Mm-hmm. He cut back on pre-election spending pledges. And won a bigger than expected tranche of IMF support. We said we won't go to IMF. We said government flagships, whatever they mean, whatever government flagships mean, we are not going to touch government flagships. We are not going to give haircuts. They did. We had removed subsidy on electricity too. Can you imagine? We are just, the just. We are just. We are. We are just grandstanding. And you are now. T- so I'm saying that there are bad economic decisions that have been made, and the people have to pay for it. Are not paying for it. And we the ones who are suffering for it, we're nowhere near the crime scene. If I give my money to Data Bank that he should buy a, a government uh, what, 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 I believe in the economy. Mm-hmm. I could have I could have sent the money to, to buy a house in London. I didn't I decided to invest in Ghana. You should not punish me for that. I believed in Ghana. The person you should punish is the guy who's running away. Okay. Last thing I'll say back to Sky. You were saying when Kuku was saying that a lot of houses are coming up, you were saying I need to also tell you that there's a lot of remittance coming in right join the remittance discussion maybe that's a different discussion a different day join the remittance discussion with the discussion government was having about this whole year of return beyond the return and things one of the best things this government has done is to make people see ghana in a certain light especially the diasporans so there's a lot of confidence in ghana mm-hmm. in terms of i want to have some piece of that acquisition might just come and tell us how he's translated that into tangible money, right? But there is something there. I don't know who that meat meal or whatever is, but there's something, <laughs> there's something there. There's something and there I, want to, I want to posit that a lot of the buildings you're seeing, apart from the washing of money that you ref, ref, referenced, could also be because in 2020, private remittance overtook UOF Grants yeah. GIPC's FDI. That's very significant. So what your uncle is sending from London, what Kukui's brother is sending from UK, together with what I'm receiving from my cousin in Italy, mm-hmm. 
is much more than all the people who come in officially to come and invest in Ghana. That's very significant. You see, uh, that's very significant. That's, <laughs> no, you see, I, I, I agree with so many things that Bernard said, Ex except to say that you see, Ghana has quite a lax system mm -hmm. for controlling finances from yeah that's right and then also finances from dubious sources mm. because the law on anti-money laundering mm. is targeted at illicit financing mm -hmm. in various forms mm -hmm. because this is how drug cartels finance their business mm -hmm. this is how terrorists finance their their activities mean rebel, groups? rebel groups and 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 all of that mm -hmm. so there's a global response to problems like this mm. and money laundering is in three basic stages mm -hmm. so the first one is placement so the money is from a dubious source maybe you are into trafficking of of small girls and you take them somewhere mm -hmm. and and do all kinds of things with them and you earn money from it mm -hmm. so perhaps you are based in london mm -hmm. so the proceeds come come to you mm -hmm. now what you do is because you have some nightclub or whatever it is you get up and then you pay people mm -hmm. to come to the club so there's a semblance of serious activity exactly so in osu and put and put gucci things that nobody will buy and then perhaps you have a few friends or family members who you give money to every day so they go and then buy and it is recorded in the books as business transactions so once that enters the system and it's on the books you have legit you have placed it into the system so the money then is taken by the the person managing the store mm -hmm. to the bank mm -hmm. you understand so it has legitimately entered mm -hmm. into the system then it goes so, so, in so, in exactly. mm. so after placement mm. then there's something known as layering which is what you know i, I you know i was talking about mm -hmm. so it is coming from all kinds of sources so you have some small distillery company mm. which is not really performing but you have people who are going there and putting money now there a small boutique, uh, which small boutique. Going there. exactly you put some national service person exactly who's always on facebook uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> nothing is really happening but something is happening uh -huh. so when you layer it like that uh -huh. all of them integrate at some point uh -huh. so when they get integrated properly mm. then they are in the national economy yeah. so then you can now go to a bank and say that oh i own business a business b business c uh -huh. and from all of these i have end a b c d so the party the, the money is now properly integrated mm -hmm. into the system mm -hmm. so really in serious democracies what happens is you target mm -hmm. what people claim they are doing okay so if you say that you import x amount of you know cars into the country mm -hmm. where did you get the funding from mm -hmm. who are the people who are buying the cars uh -huh. and do they have the financial wherewithal mm -hmm. to to so actually the level of turnover that you claim you are exactly having. you understand but because our economy is not formalized in that sense and it's not regulated in that sense a lot of these things are happening so you see houses going up i mean who is building them and for whom and where are they getting their money from to build it so there's a lot of conversation we need to have around things but like can you not retrieve the money by using the back door so even if you don't have a formal system of saying mm -hmm. we can't we can't track the money we don't know who's building mm -hmm. just get people wear them uniforms and let them walk from american <laughs> house mm -hmm. to ajingano mm -hmm. and label the houses one by one mm -hmm. okay place all the houses in some database mm -hmm. and value the houses 
and say this house is at least two million dollars mm -hmm. you will pay hundred thousand dollars on it mm -hmm. otherwise we'll take it from you mm -hmm. that's what serious government you see otherwise <laughs> you, that's so you're saying you have not been able to stop the money from coming but the money has come in mm -hmm. but if you want to use that money to develop because the, the real issue about development is using money from the collective using money from individuals into a collective to help all of us so that's the role of government right so you are not able to tax people every time you are just doing indirect taxes you have a lot of property springing up that i mean the property growth rate in ghana between 2020 wow. and now it's just incredible like a few years ago i drove the first time i used chado first time i used chado it's like 2014 ish 2015 and i driven somewhere we've gone to living streams got lost and i ended up attaching somewhere bush in mm -hmm. go to go to behind trade fair and drive from chado to spintex now you may see grass you every like the houses are plenty mm -hmm. so wow. the economy has grown construction is growing we don't where the money is coming from so you may you not be able to trace all that but i'm saying that you don't need to wait you don't need to go back mm -hmm. just start from where you are and say okay we are government we are broke <laughs> right people have built two million dollar houses in ghana nobody's living in it and they are living in america mm -hmm. that house should be giving some money to government mm -hmm. if you are serious mm -hmm. So La La Municipal Area should not be giving money from this Assembly Common Fund. They should say, ah, let's walk from uh, Trade Fair SM <laughs> all the way to uh, East Airport mm -hmm. and let's collect property rate from people mm -hmm. and use the money to develop the community. Mm -hmm. Then let's send the 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 this assembly common fund to Garu Tempani mm -hmm. and let's send it to you get me to Akati North. Mm -hmm. But I'm saying that the impetus to do that is not there because number one the politicians own a lot of these things mm -hmm. they don't have the and number two a lot of them get need funding from some of these dubious guys anyway mm -hmm. so they are not able to really do the right thing and then for we collectively suffer and i'm bringing all of that to say which this this debt exchange is a manifestation of that mm -hmm. bad economic management poor economic choices and inability to do the right difficult thing and then sloganeering to make it look like you are helping me when you're actually hurting me and i'm saying that's not that's not on you need to you need to let the people who cause the mess bite the bullet and you need to let those who have the means take the biggest cut mm -hmm. not us not pension fund holders not people i have people who have been investing in these like data bank things they are teachers okay like i have cousins and these are teachers from the early 2000s from the amiga teacher salary every month they go and put something there they've used that to educate somebody to university level secondary school level they are using some to buy some small land in kasua like they are managing small 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 and you see edc data bank all these guys are advising people like Charlie invest and they are helping people the truth is that they help people because if all those gunners in legon the data bank came and said Charlie, you have to they call it well they call it investment club wealth like they help they change the whole mindset i was in part of an investment club they had they talked they talked about the stock exchange and all those things mm -hmm. and they were basically saying even if you are earning 500 cities you can do something consistently and through the power of compounding you will be able to build your own house and things Okay, so you can now come in 2022 and come and tell me that because of Ghana's brokerage and because of all the things that you've done, my money should go away for till 2039. Who's going to believe them anymore? Just what's Data Bank CEO going to say or ED6 going to say to somebody to come and give him money for the next 10 years? That's right. So we shouldn't see this just like some short thing they want to do to uh, paper over the cracks to look good to win an election. No. This is a generational issue. Do you know? Do you know? Twenty thirty nine. Do you know how your daughter? Do you know how old? Do you know where she'll be? Look, somebody. I was talking to somebody. Michael, if I was telling me that if somebody were in KG two today, 
by 2039 or 2040, they will probably be entering the job market. So like uh, your twins, you know, they will probably in 2039 finish assessing mm -hmm. and they are probably doing spreadsheets for Bank of Ghana and things. And you will be an old man in the village when I get out, drink a cocoa. <laughs> and yet the, the money is still not paid. So basically you are impairing the future of your children. So we should have a proper conversation about this. This is not the way to do it. Do you get me? The, and when you have a difficult situation, you need candor. When we were broke, when Kobe came, MD called everybody. What best car? Charlie, even if you don't agree, at least but you take responsibility. Mm -hmm. You don't say, well, you is your fault, and therefore you take the cut, and me, I'll be flying first class again, doing what I want to do. And then, then when you add all of this, like, unnecessary, make me whatever is going to the. Like, almost like you are adding insult to injury. You know, in a period where people are so financially stressed, is the time that you are now. Like, what's, what's that? <laughs> <laughs>
um, investments that are to grow the money so that if she needs some mm-hmm. then you go, go, go take so, 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 so they use the interest to pay school fees exactly. yeah. pay medical bills or help this person here and there yeah, man. then the first crisis happened mark to market ah, the first one the, the bank first one. the banking sector, banking sector. The exactly all kinds of banks were consolidated some were wiped off the books yeah. money lost locked in there to get it is a whole difficult okay. matter then oh then there was a decision move the resources from this place take it to this other place now voila. now investments having been made money to withdraw they say that haircut if you are going to get, get it wahala even if you go you want to get it the way it is wahala look it's not it it cannot be it's not it cannot be we'll get back to this no. matter subsequently no. mm. Still listening to the City Breakfast Show. Let's get into our effective living series for this morning. And we are speaking uh, on the theme emotional and mental health imperatives for 2023. Today we are talking managing your mental health. And Bernard will be speaking with Dr. Delali Fiade. He is head of department of psychiatry at the aka <laughs> Silla. I see. He's a great keyboardist. Okay, uh, he's a he's at the University of Ghana. <laughs> I think Bernard is on some agenda <laughs> to create the next president of the republic, <laughs> and he's been saying this. Okay, you know, say something, something. But this, you know, this preserve, 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 preserve. Silla, Silla. Silla, Silla. Silla, uh, he'll be talking about managing your mental health and it's part of our effective living series brought to us by enterprise insurance and hallmark freight and logistics ghana limited welcome to another edition of your honest series for the effective living series 2023 my name is bernard avlet this week we're focusing on emotional and mental health imperatives for the year 2023 and our focus for today is managing your mental health my guest is the head of department for psychiatry at the university of ghana medical school here at kolebu dr delali fiabedok welcome to the show Thank you, it's good to see you i know apart from managing the uh, department as head you also do a few things uh, can you tell me a bit about what else you do uh, i run a private practice okay. at samis medical center okay and then I also like to play the piano. Oh, so you're a musician? <laughs> yes. I see. So you run a private practice, you, you play the piano as well. And of course, congratulations, you're a fellow of the Ghana yes, College I'm of Physicians and Surgeons. Ghana Surgeons. What does that mean? It means that you can wear a big hat. Or <laughs> yes, you can wear a big hat. It gives you the leverage to teach students. You can teach um, other doctors who want to specialize in your field. Mm. And then other specialists who want to go ahead to become fellows to you can mm. also teach them and then it gives you an opportunity to handle mm. you know other administrative positions within the college i see when i was growing up there was only one mental health doctor i knew dr sari and for a long time he was the only person then i think dr uh, akwesi also took over it wasn't a very popular field how did you get into that field well i've had a passion since my early days in medical school um, i was intrigued by the fact that people had mental disorders had solutions there were solutions available to them and that you know blew my mind so mm-hmm. i decided to explore it more um you know from the christian background you know what it means people have mental illness we spiritualize and all that 
So I found a way around it, and then my passion just picked, and I went into it. Wow. And I'm encouraging more people to join. Amazing. <laughs> so what do we mean by mental health? Yeah, so mental health is basically how you think, how you process information, how you interpret signals around you in a way that allows you to adapt to the situation in which you are. Um, and I, most people have taken mental health for granted, but it is something that is real, existential. Everybody has it. Children mm. have it. Mm. It spans a whole life cycle. Mm. So children, in fact, in, in, in kids, there's something we call fetal distress. So that is before the child even comes to the world. They start having mental health issues. <laughs> fetal distress. Fetal distress. Wow. And this says to me, that means two. So two times of stress. Wow. As you are your mother's womb. Double stress. I tell you. <laughs> so, wow. So it, and then children have it when you are, when you are born. Adolescents have it when you are transitioning from childhood to, you know, adulthood. And mm. even the transition from adolescence to and adulthood also, it's, it's, it's fraught with a lot of mental health issues. So it's, mm. it's everywhere. It, Elderly people have dementia and all that. So mental health is something that is with us. But mm. uh, we use the ostrich approach as if it does not exist. We, we pretend it doesn't exist yes, and we don't talk about it. Yeah. But why is mental health important for effective living? Um, I like to borrow a scripture from the, the mm. Bible mm. that says that uh, I wish above all things that you you prosper and be in good health, even mm -hmm. as your soul prospered. Mm -hmm. You know, so the soul there is basically your mental health okay so it means that even if you prosper without a good soul or even without a prosperity in your soul then become deficient you may not be able to enjoy that's why it's critical for every individual who wants to be blossom in your your lifestyle to take your mental health seriously because your success is hinged on that mm. you know as the bible uh, categorically stated it mm. we've seen people who are rich you know they didn't take their mental health seriously and it came crumbling down mm. and quite a number of people so it's it's critical to this effective um living for every individual wow so mental health is a broad area what are the components of mental health um we call it the the, the trinity of mental health okay so the first one are the is the biological component so um that has got to do with you know your upbringing your genetics Mm -hmm. the neurotransmitters that you have in your brain mm -hmm. um, it's, it's not by anybody's fault that you, you come into this world with little dopamine and for that reason you might go depressed or something but it does exist the other component is the psychological component so mm -hmm. that's about your behavior um, your attitude, your coping skills coping mechanisms um, your hobbies and all that it, it forms a, a colossal amount of what your mental health is Mm -hmm. The other part is the social, so how you're able to interact with people, your friends, your family, your political affiliations, all those things form part of you. Mm -hmm. you know? So these are key components of your wow. mental health. And as those in the field, that's what we use in managing patients. There's a component in the history taking, if let's say I have a patient, we call the pre-morbid personality. Mm -hmm. Now what does this involve? It just involves me finding out what the patient's lifestyle was before they had the condition. And it gives me an inkling into the, the deficits that he has that contributed to the condition that they are having, and then their strengths. So I can home in on their strengths and move them into treatments. Um, and then if they are family issue, we use that as a way of resolving the problems that they have. So it, it's a huge component of you know, uh, mm. effective living. So there's your biological, there's the psychological and the social. And you use a word by dopamine, which means that you could 
have certain hormonal issues just purely because of who gave birth to you exactly. and that if not properly managed can have a deleterious effect on your mental health exactly exactly so um but we we it's like a venn diagram so you have the three components all interacting together mm -hmm. so you could have a genetic predispos predisposition but mm -hmm. if your environment is cool that gene will never get expressed okay so and you can also have you know very bad um psychosocial environment even if you have a genetic uh, problem you never manifest mm -hmm. so it goes in both ways uh, so the three so you investigate for all three exactly we mm -hmm. investigate for all three the mm -hmm. biological the, 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 the biological intrigues me use the word dopamine what is dopamine um dopamine is one of the million <laughs> um neurotransmitters in the brain mm. it's actually responsible for our sensation of pleasure mm -hmm. so if you take alcohol if you smoke um if you have sex mm. what makes you sense the pleasure is dopamine. dopamine it does yeah there must be a gash of dopamine it sounds <laughs> like an error word <laughs> Do dopamine, <laughs> dopamine. <laughs> powerful yeah so um sometimes we manage people because they have low dopamine levels okay. you know you know you give them the appropriate treatments mm. they are they are back to themselves mm. the other neurotransmitters like serotonin no adrenaline they, serotonin they adrenaline <laughs> i see adrenaline rings a bell yes yeah that's what gives you energy to run drive in life run for the sense danger and that yes. kind of thing wow this is interesting we'll come back to the vein diagram so yeah. let's talk about what do you need to do to enjoy good mental health so if yeah what, what are some of the things a person needs to do to enjoy good mental health yeah so um i'll still go back to the three components so so psychological you need to be able to have good relationship you need to be able to have um good coping skills, uh, you need to be able to have good hobbies, um, and then socially you need to be able to interact well with people, and then you also need to know yourself. You need mm. to know what your strengths and what your, your weaknesses are. You shy away from your weaknesses and emphasize your strength, and mm -hmm. um, if you do that, that should be able to make you enjoy you know, a very good mental health. And I said in the initially that you know, we pretend that mental health does not exist, and that's the reason some people even don't enjoy it. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to the fact that mental health is crucial, it's important, you know, it forms a significant aspect of your life, then you begin to recognize it, you know, and then where possible you enjoy it. If there are deficits, you correct them. This is the Effective Living Series, and we are in our second week. Our focus for the week is emotional and mental health imperatives for 2023. Our focus for today is mental health. My guest is Dr. Delali Fiagbe. He is the head of the department for psychiatry, University of Ghana Medical School. He also does a private practice. And he's told us already that uh, there are psychological, social, and biological dimensions of mental health. Mental health is very important for effective living as well. Now, you're saying, how do you enjoy good mental health? Know yourself. But that's, that's very broad because what about if I'm an, a teenager? What if I'm a, a, a young child? Typically, people become aware of themselves the older they get. All right. So you already said that there's even pre-neonatal uh, fetal distress. Fetal distress <laughs> right. So, at, at what point does the person begin to know themselves? Because if you have a patient who's 40 years old, he can tell you that in my first 30 years, I used to follow guys who smoke weed or something. But if I'm nine years old and I am depressed. How am I able to know myself that if I come to you, you can help me? Yeah, I mean, that, that is um, challenging for 
maybe the unaided eye, but with, with some training, we're able to pick up children who, have, who are depressed. We're able to pick up children who have conduct disorders. Mm -hmm. So for now, it's going to be by proxy. The parents have to be aware. I think that's why we are championing this course, that mm -hmm. children have mental health issues. For example, if it's, it's not for any reason that a child would decide not to go to school. There are particular reasons. You know, a child who is not eating, there are reasons why they are not eating. A child who is not sleeping, there are reasons why they are not sleeping. So if that comes to the fore and you draw attention, there are ways of working around it, you know, to pinpoint exactly what is wrong with the child. So again, let's go to dopamine again. There are some children who have low dopamine. Mm -hmm. Now, if you have low dopamine, what happens is that it's difficult for you to control your edges, you know, it's difficult for you to control your actions. So you can have this child who is running around every time, you know, they touch this thing, they pull this thing down. We call them attention deficit hyperactivity syndrome. The main reason is that they have low dopamine at a certain part of the brain. So if you find out and you think that this child is just a stubborn child, <laughs> you've heard right okay. from the word go. Mm. So you, you can ask us to see, you know, we'll evaluate them and see if there's a, a need for us to give medication, we give. If there's not a need to give medication, and there are some either psychosocial components that can mm. be modified around the house, mm. in school, in church, that can help the, the mm. child to cope. You know, we deploy those systems and usually it works out for them. So mm. for children, um, they might not be able to say. Sometimes we ask them to draw. So, for example, some of the um, children who have been raped, the way we find out is ask them to draw. Mm. And to amaze you, they draw the act. Mm. It's surprising how they, they're able to do that. It's imprinted they, on their mind. It's, it's imprinted on their mind, and they're able to put that across in drawing. So As against and, saying it verbally. Exactly. Sometimes you ask them to play. So we just study them, how they are playing with their colleagues. You know, there are some... Um, some, there are some children who have that deficit. They are not able to interact well. Autism disorder, they, they have difficulty interacting with people. They have a very close world, so they, they don't invite people in. You change their routines and they are all over the place. So during their play, we are able to tell that oh, this patient has maybe an autistic, uh, autistic spectrum disorder or something. And there are treatments for such, such people. Mm. You are mentioning many things. ADH something, <laughs> autistic. So maybe let me put it this way. Uh, two things. Some people say we are all we all have mental health problems. So I could come from that angle. Some people to say is there anything like a normal person? So maybe let me frame the question differently. Do we all have mental health challenges? We all have mental health. Some people have the disorder. Okay. So we so all have mental health challenges, but some have a disorder. Yes, everybody has a challenge of a sort. I mean, um, so you lose somebody, you have a challenge. Um, your child doesn't make a mark in, in class. They have a challenge. So that's, that's how, it's, like I indicated earlier, it's how you interpret things, how you think about things and process information. So there's that challenge that you have to, you know, face. But some people, when it gets beyond a certain threshold, then we can define that as a disorder because beyond that threshold, it affects your interpersonal relationship with people. It affects your work. You know, be productive at work. You come to work and sit and just stare at people. So when it, when it crosses that threshold, then it becomes a disorder. But otherwise, there are challenges within decent, you know, limits of normality that we I accept. See. What are the commonest mental health disorders that you have seen in your practice or through research in Ghana? Um, in, Ghana. in Ghana. So um, we look at them. We look at them as mood disorders. Mm -hmm. We look at them as thought disorders and there may be substance, okay. substance use disorders. So these are like the... 
mood, thought, substance use. Yes, these are like the brother. And then the children also have their barrage of disorders that we, we look at. But generally, we look at them. So under the mood, um, so I give the example of if you pass an exam, Mm -hmm. You can be so excited. You have like eight A's, which you didn't expect. That right. night, you'll not be able to sleep. You know, you might drink your head off mm -hmm. and all that. So um, if that goes on two days, three days, four days, five days, you are not sleeping, then you are moving into another area. Of, of From a challenge to a disorder. Because <laughs> you're not sleeping. If you don't sleep for five days, it will impair your reasoning process and all that. So that's, those are like how your feeling can lead you into a disorder. The same way, if let's say you, the, the result is flashed, and you are you've had all Fs, you know you feel down. We are expecting you to feel down. It's normal, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks. But if we continue, <laughs> if we continue beyond that, you can't wake up, up out of bed. You can't eat. You've mm. lost appetite. Mm. Then we think that there's a problem. Mm. So that usually that's how we do the our formulation. We okay. we look at whether this particular. Um, issue is affecting the individual's lifestyle mm. in all the various dimensions that I've mentioned. That's how we, we work around it. Mm. So there's uh, the mood disorders, and then you have explained two aspects of that. Aspect of it. But yeah. you don't want to name the disorder. Oh, well, I, I, I could name Give that. Give me a couple of mood disorders. Mood disorders. So there's a bipolar affective disorder. Bipolar affecting disorder. Um, even though there are several subtypes. Dimensions of There are <laughs> dimensions of that one. But <laughs> and then which other one under mood? And the mood we have the depression. Depression. Yes. So depression that appears fairly common. Yes. Depression. Or people is, use it. People yeah, use it generally, but generally, it's not. Yes. It not be. Usually, if, when you are sad, they say you are depressed, but it's really. So depression is a specific condition. Yes. Once you mention depression to a clinician, it means it's a disorder, and uh, it must fulfill a certain criteria before you say you, you are depressed. So, for example, if you have a low mood, which should have lasted beyond two weeks, that occurs usually in the mornings and lasts throughout the day. You should have fatigue. You get tired as a least exertion. You you are you are. There's no energy drive to do anything in the morning. And these patterns will go ahead and affect when and how you get up and go to work. Productivity at work. It will affect your relationship with people. So you, I mean, you can see the intensity. So that is what qualifies that as a, a disorder. So depression for us is a disorder. Otherwise, anything else, you are feeling sad. You are feeling sad. Yes. Yeah, I see. Mm -hmm. So there's bipolar, which have many spectrums. There's depression. So those are the two main mood those disorders. Those are the two main mood disorders. And then you talk about thought disorders. Yes. Yeah, so thought disorders is usually how people perceive the world. Mm -hmm. Okay. So um, we perceive the world through our senses. Uh -huh. So touch, um, taste, vision, you know, um, smell because that's that's how we perceive the world and um, what we perceive should be in relation to what others feel so for example I'm sitting in this chair and um, I feel a sensation that makes me get up okay and that goes on for a very long time each time I sit in this chair I have to get up because there's something that you know and somebody else comes to sit in this chair the person is much, okay. then we think that there's some problem with how you process that, that, that information. So, okay. for example, you can also hear stuff mm -hmm. that nobody is hearing. You're the only person here, and that is affecting, you know, how you see things, how you behave. I know it's getting a little complicated. But no, I'm, I'm following <laughs> you. So, yeah, once so the way you process the thing mentally is abnormal or yeah. is irregular, you are exactly. possibly looking at thought disorders. Yeah, you are looking at yeah, thought disorders. Which means that all of us have decided that this is normal for sitting 
city. But if you think the chair is for something else, then the problem is an issue. For a very long time, very long it starts affecting, you know, each time you enter this room, you don't want to sit the chair, you are not working because that's affecting you. Then we think that there might be a problem. So that's a thought. But what names do you give to these thought disorders? Oh, so we have delusional disorders. Delusional disorders. So this is not just English, like, oh, you are no, deluded. No. Oh, yeah. So if you tell me you are deluded, for me, it's a different matter. But delusional disorders are specific. They do, they are specific. Okay. I.e. perceiving things that are not real? Is that what delusion Yes, is? perceiving things that are believing things which are not real. That's delus delusional disorder. Yeah. Which other ones are there under the thought ones? Okay, so there's also schizophrenia. Schizophrenia. That's fairly common. Schizo means two? Or, or um, or schizo means uh, split. Phrenia is mind. So split mind. So it's like... It's different from bipolar. It's different from yeah, bipolar. it's different from bipolar. Bipolar, you cycle between like excited and manic states and then the next phase, you are so, so depressed. So you are cycling between the two. So it's the same person with two different spectrums of behavior. Of but mood. Of mood. Yes. But schizophrenia is... The thought process. So you are believing unusual things. You may actually be hearing things that nobody is hearing. And that goes on for a very long time. This is the Effective Living Series. Today's topic is understanding mental health. This is just the basics. So it's basically Mental Health 101. HOD <laughs> for UGMS Psychiatry. <laughs> just giving us the, a basic walkthrough. I'm sure Breakfast Daily will invite him later on to do more deep dive into the subject. But Dr. Dalif Shagba has been really exciting with us so far. Mood disorders is mentioned too. There are, there are a few more. Thought disorders is mentioned. Delusional disorders, schizophrenia. So let's get into substance abuse, just to be proportional in the discussion. Exactly. So if, uh, substance use disorders, what do you mean by that? Um, so I think I mentioned earlier on that dopamine is what gives jive to life and arrest. So there are some people for some reason have low levels. And some of these substances like cocaine, alcohol, weed or cannabis, have a way of playing around our dopamine levels in the brain. Um, if you take it once and you have the excitement that you get off it, that's not really a problem. I mean, it only become a disorder where you have impaired control. It's difficult for you to stop when you want to stop. And again, it's at the beginning to affect other areas of your life. You know, it's glaring that it's affecting your liver, it's affecting your kidney. And you don't give a damn you keep mm. going so there's impaired control of that use mm -hmm. that is where it becomes the disorder but mm -hmm. otherwise if you're a social drinker um you visit the pub and take a thought or so that's we don't consider that you know a disorder so when the thing begins to affect other dimensions of your life mm -hmm. then we think that there's a problem and that's when it becomes a disorder and they so the Persistent use of these things beyond the fact that you can't control their use and you can't stop can it lead to uh, group A mood or group B thought? For if there's a predisposition, if there's a genetic predisposition, um, definitely these are like precursors that will move you faster into those. Into those. But if there's not, it apart from cannabis, lead. cannabis, we know most research has shown that. It's, it hastens schizophrenia. Or Cannabis most of the hastens thoughts, schizophrenia? Yes, most of the thought disorders. But again, it's not for everybody. Okay. If there's a predisposition, then you can. 
So that's but if, if you smoke if you smoke weed, it can lead to the schizophrenia. <laughs> <laughs> that's the word. Is there anything in coded English? <laughs> uh, is that what you are supposed to say? If you smoke, is that that's cannabis is weed, right? Oh yes, cannabis is weed. Or marijuana. Marijuana. About some time. And and controlled use of it can lead to schizophrenia. Yes. Sometimes. Yes, if you're exposed to it, you can, I see. It can lead to. All right, let's come to stress. You use an interesting word. You said. The fetus is distressed. And I didn't even think about stress in that sense. And die is two. So double stress. Double but stress. let's talk about stress generally. Because in this modern world lifestyle, it's a lot of work-related stress. Yeah. Which I believe also can affect mental health. Just talk to me about that. Yeah. So again, to backtrack to the three dimensions of mental health, the mm -hmm. bio, psychological, and social mm -hmm. interplaying, one of the enzymes that will make you manifest a genetic disorder is stress. Mm. So um, it's crucial for us to know about it. And stress is basically getting to the point where um, your body is telling you, literally, I can't, I can't go on mm. because there's so much pressure. Mm. And you don't have the resources to be able to handle you know, the, the pressure. Um, it's not all that gloomy. Pressure um, stress is good to a certain threshold where it becomes you know, inimical to you. So maybe before coming for this, I had a little bit of stress, you know, it was making me read around, making sure I gather my thoughts properly for the discussion. That you need that adrenaline to be able to do that. But if stress goes on and there's no escape routes, then of course it becomes dangerous and that will lead you into what we call you being burnt out, okay? So generally, this is what, you know, stress is, you know, it are, there are various reasons why it could have stress and there are various manifestations. Mm -hmm. um, right from what you eat can give you stress. Mm -hmm. Interactions with people, your wife, your kids can give you stress. Your work can give you stress. Um, and even your spiritual life sometimes can give you stress. If you have to be going to honor it back to back, it can give you some level of stress. Mm. Um, yeah, so basically, I think that's... So how do you manage stress? Um, the management of stress is diverse. It mm -hmm. depends on the individual. I mentioned earlier that we, we always do a coping skill analysis. You should know what works for you. Mm -hmm. There's no straight jacket for anybody when it comes to dealing with stress. But basically, we think that if you know yourself very well, you know what works for you. Um, God has worked that into every individual to be able to regulate their stress. Um, the, only, the only thing is that we don't take mental health that seriously. So. You know, it's happening, but we don't know it's working. Mm. If you're having a good sleep, that's a way of dealing with, with, with stress. So you're expected to have like seven to eight hours of sleep. Um, if there's a deficit because of work, you always make up for it. So the body itself has been able to, has that arrangement to deal, to deal with stress. Um, I mentioned food. So there are some foods which are very good, you know, when you, when, and the eating process itself releases dopamine. And, dopamine and some other neurotransmitters in the brain. So eating is distressing? Oh, yes. You heard that first year. <laughs> Charlie, when you get your cake, take your time and deal with it. Exactly. The, the process of eating it's is distressing. distressing. Yes. My Lord. But when you eat um, a lot, what if you eat too much? Of course. <laughs> it must be within a certain limit. So once you go beyond that, it can become also mm -hmm. stressful. Once you start putting on weight, you look at yourself in the mirror and you don't like yourself, that becomes another source of stress. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, but I mean, taking time to eat and eating properly is distressing for a lot of people. Some people, when they are eating, this is the time they, you know, make the course. I mean, it's part of life in a way, but for them, that should not be a distressing process, you know. Mm -hmm. 
you can go with the family somewhere to go and have a meal together. Mm. That process is distressing to the body. Mm. Yeah. And the religion, religion is it does, it's, it's diverse. It's both ways. You know, you can have religion being a stressor at the same time a de-stressor. Mm -hmm. Okay, so if there are some scriptures that you can quote to yourself that could help you. For example, the Bible says that David encouraged himself mm -hmm. in the Lord. So that's, that's something that you can use when you're feeling down and you're feeling Or music. Exactly. So music, um, some people lock memories in music. So each time the music plays, it evokes those good memories. And that also helps. There's also imagery that we sometimes use. Try to imagine beautiful places in life, you know, things that you've done before. You think down, you sit down and just reflect on them. And by so doing, it's a very uh, potent way of uh, mm. de-stressing yourself. Um, there are bad ways of relieving stress. Substances, some people use it, mm. but um, in the long run, it doesn't really help because it it's, it's creates a lot of substance use problem for them but otherwise some people take a drink as a way of relaxing over the weekend mm. um it's okay i mean you can mm. you can do that yeah. but if you are taking like hard substances to do that then we 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 kind of counsel against okay. that they use so you've piqued our interest in the subject and i'm sure people want to hear more from you how can they get in touch with you just to do a normal conversation because i feel a lot of families may want to even go for a general checkup to see if they are okay how can they get in touch with you um, so I'm in the Department of Psychiatry, um, Kolebu Teaching Hospital, University of Ghana. It's a bit confusing. It's the University of Ghana and Kolebu share the same space. So we have a department um, available there. And they're usually in the afternoons and the evenings, I run the private practice. So um, you can get in touch with me. Mm. I'm sure my number might be put up. We'll put on soon. the screen. Fantastic. Thank you, Dr. Delali Fiaba. We used to call him Sila. <laughs> well, we're in the university. The main guy, Sela, champion keyboardist. Now he's the head of department UGMS. Hope you've learned something. This was basically an introduction to mental health. We want to make it a more regular conversation, not just on breakfast daily, but also on the breakfast show. So I'm sure we hear more from him and others as we demystify mental health. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of the Effective Living Series. We'll be with you next time. Bye bye. So that was That was day two of week two of our effective living series. It's your life, it's your life. Got to was speaking with Dr. Delali Fiagbe on managing your mental health as part of week two's broad theme of emotional and mental health imperatives for 2023. This is the Effective Living series on the City Breakfast Show. The 2023 starter pack, Building Back Better. And the Effective Living series is on the City Breakfast Show every morning between Monday and Thursday at 9am and on City TV's Breakfast Daily at 9.30am from Monday to Thursday. 
and the Effective Living series is sponsored by Enterprise Insurance and Hallmark Freight and Logistics Ghana Limited. listening to the city breakfast show now here it is christian college is that i'm a someone behind the olympic stadium they're affiliated to knust accredited to, uh, by gtech they've got programs like bba programs bs information technology bachelor of theology tutorials for professional programs media and it short courses you can apply via their website hcuc.edu.gh you need a WASI, ABCE, GBCE, HND diploma top up mature 25 years or above. You can also send them a message on 0547 777731 or 0202-298399. Heritage Christian College offering world-class university education and training compassionate entrepreneurial leaders. Now, Provident Insurance is 40 years. Hooray! Provident Insurance welcomes you to a new year. Remember to insure your car or renew your existing motor insurance policy from now till the 31st of March. Then get a free gift such as fuel coupons and several other branded Provident souvenirs. Rush for your insurance. Cover now. T's and C's apply. Remember, with Provident Man, you are covered. Now, you're getting good insights from your data for decision-making. Join the data analytics revolution and empower your team to work smart, save time, and deliver insights from data using the world's most powerful business tools, Microsoft Excel and Power BI. Finex Skills Hub is offering hands-on practical training to corporates and individuals in Excel for work, data analytics, and financial modeling to help you improve productivity at the office. Register now via finexskillshub.com. Or call 0244-782356 to sign up for our corporate and individual training sessions. Finex Skills Hub. Learn, connect, grow. This is still the City Breakfast Show. We'll go to your comments in a second. comments have come through on the number 0549986996 uh, let's go through some of the comments Kokui. okay well here's someone who's listening to the effective living series but um unfortunately we don't have the expert here in studio <laughs> to ask him but the, the person had a question about whether or not there's any relation between stuttering and stress hormones and anxiety mm. well um is, is there a way they can reach 
the yeah, research I, I think he announced it on on the uh, he has a he's the head of department medical school uh, psychiatry but he has a facility now so I'll, I'll get the name for okay you. all right now uh, good morning team city kudos to Bernard for the simple breakdown of the financial sector business uh, nowhere is safe in Ghana for savings and investment okay city FM team sky is on point with this money laundering thing another is those apartments with extraordinary charges <laughs> this is Kobe from Adenta <laughs> Good morning, Team City. Watch Ozark, the best movie for money laundering. Mm. This is Eddie from Tema. Okay. Bernard and Team, please. I have some small money that my daughter made from her Susu saving. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to use this as seed money to invest into EDC investment for her and her younger brother for their future education. <laughs> what is your advice to me with regard to this debt exchange program? Thank you. I'm Lacious. Well, call, call, call your financial advisor. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Sorry. Call your financial advisor. Straight up. Okay. The things I've said be brave with you. Bernard, can a financial institution or a bank decide to sign up part or some of its government investment in the debt restructuring program? Mm. What do you mean? Decide to sign up? Yeah, that is on offer. So they have to decide whether they want to do it or not. So they, they can either take it or reject it. Mm. So yeah, they can decide to take it. Okay. Sana from Medina says, why don't we start by cancelling all ex-gratia payments, especially for those who have done more than one term? Mm. Thank you. Okay. I just dropped my son at school. The reception was filled with parents and children. The school says no fees, no entry, because they need funds to run the hey! and the pay the teachers, etc. You can't blame the school, but you can't blame t- parents either. Oh, and by dear. the way, they've increased our school fees. Oh, that's for the school fees, dear. And they send a <laughs> <Yeah>. message to us. Dear. And we pay, we pay, we pay it quietly. Yeah, I think tomorrow we have to focus uh, on that education. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah because education. I mean, people would have experiences today. Mm-hmm. Um, so tomorrow, mm-hmm. I think we need. Yeah, tomorrow we can, we can, we can yeah. find out from, from, from people how they one went. Yeah, but you know, one, one of the things that school, yeah. baffles me, eh? you know, we we are not serious, and I'll explain. Sky, <laughs> you, myself, Kukui, we send our kids to private basic schools. You know how much the schools charge for training these kids. You know how much they charge for food. And you know they are not cheating you. Mm-hmm. You know they are not cheating you because you see the teachers, you know the sacrifice they put in, class of 25, you know the homework your daughter is doing, you yeah. can see the improvement, you see the food they eat, they send you menu. And we are all paying Nathan. I think an average of at least 4,000 a term mm-hmm. cities. It could be more. It could be, some people pay much, much more. Then your, 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 your state says they are paying school fees for people. They are giving capitation grants. And they are giving three CDs. Like, like you can't, this is it's, it's like, it's beyond, it's, beyond, it's beyond ludicrous. It's like, it's, uh, it doesn't even make, like, every, all of us sitting here, we know that. Send your child to any private school. That's not even charging you too much. If they do the calculation for how much they need for school fees, if you don't pay uh, 3000 per term, then the government is giving people money to run public school. Meanwhile, the school that our kids are, their students are 25, 30 per class, sometimes 18, sometimes 35. Mm-hmm. You're talking government 56. Go to, go to, so I didn't memorial, my job. There are 70 people. There's one teacher. In the school my child is, there are three teachers. And there are 25 to 30 students, three teachers in a class, and they also have subject teachers. Okay? So, and then you get up and you say you are doing free uh, basic education, and you are giving people pittance 
to educate. So if 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 what Sky is saying about education is true, give another example. I usually get invited to speak to universities. I've spoken to a university, a foreign university. They have a program in Ghana. The class is like eight people. The program they pay over thirty-five thousand dollars. All right, and I'm not saying they should increase the investment of Ghana fees, so. but because they know what they are giving the people, that's the cost of educating the person. You don't want to educate the people. You just want to win election or whatever you want to do. So you say you are paying whatever. How can you have even the, if you take a, a person? No one that investors are now doing fee paying. We can't even manage with cope again because if an investor has hundred slots for medical students, and you're saying they should charge maybe eight thousand or nine thousand to train a doctor, you need much more than that. Okay, so all the investors are now finding a way of saying, okay, if you have hundred slots. We'll give 20 slots to the people who get eight A's. Mm-hmm. Then the eight the is not all fee pay. Guess what? The Nigerians will come and take half of that. We are not being, you see, we always start our work from the wrong side. Start from how much does it cost to train? What do you want to produce? I want to produce a quality doctor that can be globally competitive. How much does it cost to train the person? Then how do we find the money to do it? Not, oh, okay, government. This year, we want to win elections, so we'll, do, uh, we'll give uh, uh, this one to this free uh, uh, planting for food and jobs to get this. Uh, we'll give one to build dams. Then we'll give education this. We don't have money. Yes, and we have, we have invented the question. Now, I'm not saying government should give uh, investors $30,000 per student. But if you start from how much does it take to... T- what do you want to achieve? I want to train a quality investor student that can compete globally so that people when they go to hospital get good treatment, right? How much does it cost to train such a person? How do we find the money in a sustainable way? Then you can come to funding models, loans, and things. But we always come from the point of view of, we, we are not interested in training quality people. Because the class I was speaking to a few days ago, of these eight or so students, they are foreign students. Look, but they are in level 400. They are doing communication. Mm-hmm. Their are, are Ghana program is the third country they visited. Some have visited Buenos Aires. Some have visited Vienna. Some have traveled to Paris. Mm-hmm. This guy will go and work as a journalist in their country. And you come and compare to somebody who has done two, one year at DIJ. Mm. He hasn't got, he, has, he hasn't even got internship. CTFM can even get internship to do. Mm. This guy has gone to uh, Buenos Aires to do something. A Chinese girl is learning French. She speaks French after doing a gap year in France. She's come to Ghana, come and learn about Ghana's political system. You put her in charge of the economist as the head of, uh, even as a staff writer for economists for Africa. I mean, you can't even. You, so we are, we are not ready. We are not. We are not serious. We don't. We don't. We are just doing. We are, because if you want to compete, you need the best. <laughs> if this girl who was in my the class I spoke to last week, then comes to Ghana as the staff writer for the Economist, the articles you produce will be world class. It will feature and page for the Economist. But you you go and report. Uh, you, you know you, you, your your doesn't even have a proper appreciation of his own context. He has no experience, no intensive program. He's just doing two and poor. How is it going to produce good journalism? You can say that for doctors, for, for all the things you are doing. So let's start from the, the right question of what do we want to produce and how do we achieve it? And let's not use this tokenism of, oh, let's just give this money for this person and then we're agitating, we won't pay the fees, we'll pay the fees. As a society in 2023, education is our only, our, our only hope out of where we are. If we, are, if we are to compete with the world powers, the only thing that can help us compete with Korea, Singapore, and China is education. So we must pay the ultimate price to educate our people. If Sky had not been educated, 
he and i'm not saying being a mate is a wrong thing but if you were a mate the value he has to us here the value has to families he was a mate in osabas from Accra to kumasi because he couldn't pay his fees he was very intelligent he was one of the best students in the school he qualified to go to tech he couldn't go because he didn't have money and the society has so there will be many more riches guys in politics in law in finance in economics in religion who will end up as mates because they can't pay their fees because society has rejected them we haven't created a system that says nobody with sky's mind should end up as a mate mm-hmm. even if it's going to be a mate he must be an educated one we we don't we, we are not doing that you know and that's why we cannot compete because we are not asking the question from the right perspective imagine if you had not been educated think about it for a minute do you think the value of sky's education is just the english he speaks or the salary ends how do you put how if okay if you had bought a if you had bought a piece of land in Nodowa versus educated sky what sky has created in ghana today and the knowledge he has acquired the number he's helping the role he plays in our democracy how much value can that land give you or if you bought the house or bought a car or you gave it to some food soldier to win an election versus investing in one person so that's how you should do evaluation it's not like oh how much will it get me even if you put the money in the bank one human being educated a whole generation has been saved look at his kids look at his extended family look at his village look at his media community that's how we should think about education that if we want to compete we must do all it takes to educate people well not just to win votes if the child doesn't know anything if your child doesn't know something you know when you change your children's school didn't you see the difference you can tell because when somebody is educated you know and we are not and with all these youth boards we are not educating them properly we are just how can you be mass producing university graduates for god's sake mass producing university graduates for what to come and do what these are the yeah. issues these are the issues and, and, that we need to address and it's not like and it's not like the 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 knowledge they are getting is even it helps them fit in right and even what we are teaching at that level Carl, let, actually, let, me, let me let me deal it. with something that bernard spoke about so the other day someone called me and said oh i am a student of um gij it's no longer gij it's, it's, it's been, yeah. and i want an opportunity to do uh internship at city fm but i had uh, your boss said that oh uh, some of the students coming out of gij they have uh, questionable skills after all these years of education so where did you hear that so some people brought their cvs here and they were told that oh anytime they came no the performance is sometimes very very undesirable so i said okay first of all what's the name of x person running this particular institution journalism student 400 level 400 i don't know who is the minister of this i don't know um can you edit voices that you have gone to collect on say cool edit or some software oh me i don't have laptop or or even when i had the ones that we have crowd we use it to watch movies oh (laughs) um no, she didn't say that. No, no, hold on. Um, so, uh, <laughs> what's the biggest news story making the at the time Russia and these things were going on? The news headlines. Oh, me, I don't watch BBC News, so I do ABCD. You see, Bernard made a very important point about 
the practicality of education mm -hmm. and how we situate the training of people in the global context. Because as Komla Dumont said before, there's nothing like the Ghanaian, Ghanaian excellence. Mm -hmm. You're talking about global excellence. Mm. And if you want to be a journalist, you want to be a journalist that is capable of competing at that level. You want to be anything, actually. You want, exactly. You need to understand where the context is. Is it possible that when they put you on the platform with that person from, say, University of Cardiff, respected as one of the leading producers of journalists in, in, in the UK and, in fact, the world, can you compete? Why is it that in this day and age, a journalist being trained as a GIJ without any disrespect to the people providing the training, the student doesn't know, say, for instance, how to use cool edit to be able to edit a voice so that when he comes to uh, CTFM, for instance, it is a straight plug-in. You understand? So that the whole idea of training is not hands-on because, look, when I was in Buckingham, Almost every two weeks, you have experts coming to speak to you about the law in action. Because you're reading about the law, you are learning about the law as it has evolved. But what is the practical effect of the law in action? You have journalists coming in, respected journalists, retired journalists. What were the mistakes that they made? How did they navigate the waters as to get to where they ultimately got to? These were the practical sides of education as offered elsewhere. The question is, are we doing that here? So somebody come two by four slides. Brack, 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 it's finished. Okay, so you go and read the slides and come. So some of my relations go to university. They have come back. Okay, so what's the book, the textbook you are using for this? Oh, they have not given us any textbook. They say we should read the slides. <laughs> I mean, how do you educate in today's world? Oscar, not to cut you, one of the reasons why the institutions are unable to do that is also because they are not being given the right support. Okay. Because there are private institutions mm -hmm. which have been, which, which I'm saying that, I'm not saying privatize. Mm -hmm. Give the institutions the funding they need, they need to produce the world-class students you want. Mm -hmm. okay. They can't get water out of stone. All right, guys, you, let's, let's, let's just pause. Let's just take a quick break. When we come back, we'll, we'll try and wrap it up. This day, the City Breakfast will be right back. Don't go anywhere. Unleashing the power of relevant radio. This is City 97.3. This is the City Breakfast Show. The City's biggest oh, conversation. Welcome back. <laughs> we are wrapping it up here on the City Breakfast Show. Let me let, let, let me read this final one. Uh, Babylon are weep. Babylon are weep. Babylon are weep. Babylon Babylon Rasta I go tear down Babylon. You know Babylon? <laughs> Babylon. Babylon is the enemy. Babylon is the enemy. Rasta shout for years, but Babylon still the rain. 
Asta a fost ce nici scapă. Eu asta l-o desit tu. Yeah. That's how this morning on the City Breakfast Show. The house was full. I had Godfrey Bernard Kukui and Richard Alaskar. Show produced by Caleb Kuda and Phil Jabano. Godfrey Dodum supported us on technical. We are back tomorrow morning with another exciting episode of the City Breakfast Show. Well, let's get into the news at 10. Netili Neti is here. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey. Masa. Ajaho. 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 Now that she mentions the head name. Ajaho. No, she should stop raising it. It's Ajaho. Not Ajaho. Ajaho. Netili herself doesn't know how to pronounce her name. Ajaho. Netili pronounce your name. Ajaho. 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 <laughs> Today is the first time I've heard you pronounce it this way. You've been saying Ajaho, Ajaho, Ajaho. Can you be Tete? Can you be Tete? <laughs> no, no. So is it that crap people where they spell the thing? The name is not. It's Ajaho. It's Ajaho, not Ajaho. It's Ajaho because there's something to it. Thank you. What, what, is, what is to it? No, that one will have a conversation. <laughs> <laughs>